You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Love that Danhausen. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're about the fig life. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a special interview with Jeff Toon from Fully Posable. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a special interview with Jeff Toon from Fully Posable. Jeff, how's it going this evening for me? I don't know if you're, uh, we, we, we talked too long before we started officially recording, but is, is it officially evening now for you or where are we at? Yeah, it's evening for myself over here on the West Coast. By the way, that was very professional how you were just able to spout that off. When I do my jingle at the beginning, I, I like, ah, crap, I stumbled over that. Ah, crap, I messed that up. So uh, kudos to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, that's what they call in the business, how it's done. <laughs> it was very professional unlike scott and i we're professionally unprofessional i mean every, everybody has their their own little thing i think for me it's just because i've had a lot of people compliment me on and i i truly thank you for it and everybody else who's ever complimented me but i've always learned there was a lot of podcasts that had those type of intros that you, mm-hmm. that people or those podcasters they would just spout off and listening to it mm-hmm. i was always going i don't know how they do that and then over time, I started developing that too. So I was like, oh, repetition. That's how it's yep. done. I got it. Got it. Yep. That's exactly how it is, is repetition. Uh, I'm doing good over here, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm a little bummed. The Bills lost yesterday. You and I were texting about that, but I'm getting over it and I'm starting to look forward to baseball season slowly, but I'm still kind of still a little kicked into the gut, you know, stunnered yesterday from the Chiefs, but I'm moving along. I'm doing well. Uh, for me, like, Baseball just doesn't do it for me. Like, I mean, I like it. I mean, I I love almost all sports except for hockey, but mainly because we don't really have a hockey team here. Yeah, we got the we got the Blue Jackets in Columbus, but this market where I'm at, especially region, mm-hmm. we're more football than anything. I mean, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is about an hour or so down the road from me. Mm-hmm. So I grew up loving baseball, but as I got older, I just started to fall in love more with football. The way I always look at it is, Baseball was my first love. That was my my first girlfriend. But as mm-hmm. I got older, like it just, you know, fell out of love. And then I'm now looking over at this not necessarily new girl because, I mean, <laughs> the NFL has been around since 1920. 
that's like, oh, I'm kind of looking at this. Like, this kind of looks good. I kind of like it. Sorry. Sorry, baseball. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll come and I'll come and root for you. But I'm going to I'm going to really look forward to every August and September when the football season mm-hmm. gets started. And then when we get around to February and the season's over, like maybe I'll check in with basketball. Maybe I'll check in with baseball. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm through and through a football guy. Out here, we're right in the heart of two baseball teams. Uh, uh, very good basketball. Well, we're rebuilding basketball team. Uh, we got the San Jose Sharks right down the road. So Scott is a huge Sharks fan. I'm an Avalanche fan. So and so we're kind of like thrusted right into sports all around us, and it being football with the Niners local and the Raiders who were previously here. So sports is just all around us, and has always just kind of encompassed our lives. And, you know, it, we go right from football season to basketball season. And, you know, it's just kind of we kind of link up in each season. So next thing you know, year round, we have sports and we're looking forward to for Scott Sharks hockey uh, for me, Warriors basketball. So all sports is welcome over here, except soccer. We never really got into soccer. Yeah, I never really got into soccer either. But the crazy thing with 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 soccer is like I have friends from England and Europe and for me, and I've, I've told this to them many times, or at least I did for a while, was it felt like there was never an end to the soccer season, but there was I think there was always some league going. And mm-hmm. I was like, I wish we had that. I wish we had something where football went year round. And we were we've tried to get that like with the XFL coming in. We've tried to get that now with also with the AAF when that was coming in. If we had mm-hmm. something that just kind of like filled in the gap from mid to late February like give 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 yourself a little bit of a break that will extend into August and like just call it that I'd be really mm-hmm. happy I mean that's half of the reason why I picked up a CFL team because the CFL starts in like June granted <laughs> the Grey Cup which is their Super Bowl is in November so you know there is a little bit of time where there's you know football going on no matter what but still like the fact that like uh, even though they didn't even have a season at all last year, but the year years before that, I was like, "Ooh, you know, football starting in June, so I just have this shorter time period of no football." Mm-hmm. Well, technically, we do have a year-round thing, and that's called professional wrestling. We do, we do. We also have a, a year-round competition called going out and buying figures. <laughs> that is a that is a long loss uh, hobby. Well, actually, it's coming back now. I should say, um, it seems like a lot of people are going out now and looking for figures nowadays. And we were talking about it before. So it's with all toys. Now it's GI Joe's Marvel legends, wrestling figures, Funko's even to a certain extent, though I'm starting to see that kind of die off a little bit over in our area. It's still a popular thing um, across the nation. People wanting new Funko's or the 10 inch Funko's, but anyways, yeah, a lot of people are now starting to go back out and hit, you know, GI Joe collectors are waiting outside targets now waiting for the store to open to see if any of the gi joe cobra vipers are in stock like pop finder says you know it's 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 comical to see the extents we're going to now so what bang are you drinking tonight uh miami cola (laughs) how'd you know i drink one i mean i've listened to fully posable (laughs) enough like i'm I'm not a a long time listener but i know that there was some bang i i said it as a joke but i figured oh you might be drinking a bang (laughs) <laughs> if, if you thought i would be drinking a bang you are correct i uh downed a little bit of a miami cola i drank half of it so i've got about 150 milligrams of caffeine running through me right now i'm trying to remember if, if i've had that one or not i've been 
hit or miss with bang. There's some flavors that I'm like, yeah, this is really good. But there's mm-hmm. other flavors that I remember trying and I'm like, oh, this, this, this ain't it. Uh, bang does have those uh, few select flavors that are misses. Uh, do you remember which ones you tried that you th- weren't a fan of? It's been a while. Like I kind of switched off from bang because I'll definitely have like my runs of stuff. Like I know mm-hmm. I had I had a run where I was drinking a lot of bang. I had a run where I was drinking a lot of Rockstar because I think Rockstar mm-hmm. had for a while they had like really unique flavors. Mm-hmm. But over the past two years, they've started to phase a lot of those flavors out, and they're doing more different flavors with uh, more caffeine. Which I mean, I mean the caffeine thing like it's not the issue, but I'm like you're literally taking away like. They had one called Hardcore Apple. The fact that there was an Ooh. Apple uh, energy drink, I thought was really cool. Same thing with they had a black cherry one. And mm-hmm. like those are two that I know I can't find anywhere. The past year or so, I'm kind of in a nostalgic kick. I One of the first energy drinks I ever drank, besides like Red Bull, was Mountain Dew Amp. Oh, yes. And I have about two of those a week. Like, I think I always start my Monday off with it and I start my Friday off with it in the middle. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of the taste of Coke. So like the Coke energy drinks have been really fun for me. Actually, mm-hmm. I just got an email today that the, the Coke coffee is out, which I've been waiting a year for. So I'm, I want to try those. I want to see if it's as good as Coke black was back in the early two thousands. Gotcha. I remember that. Yes. Do you remember crystal Pepsi? I don't remember the original run, but when they came back out in 2016, I went and I tried it. And that was, I remember it being really interesting. I mean, my whole thing is like, I'm not, I really don't like Pepsi, but I think Crystal okay. Pepsi was one of those ones. I'm like, well, this isn't too bad. It's funny you mentioned that. See, I love, and it, it, there's, it's a weird little thing that I love. I love Hooters chicken wings with a diet Pepsi. <laughs> but if I, I know it's a weird thing. It's, it, I don't, I can't explain it, but. If I were to drink regular Coke, uh, excuse me, I would prefer regular Coke over Pepsi, but I prefer Diet Pepsi over Diet Coke. It's just kind of one of those weird things about me. I, Coke Zero is another thing that I love. I love Coke Zero, mm-hmm. but there's something about Hooters chicken wings and a Diet Pepsi that just puts me into a happy place, I'll tell you. I've only had Hooters wings once. Just, I've only had Hooters once because I think mm-hmm. we don't have them in this area anymore. And the only time I did have it, I was on vacation in Myrtle Beach. And I was just like, well, there's a Hooters here. I got to gotta see what the, the, the fuss is all about. But I've only did that once and I might have had beer with it. Because I'm actually a big fan of uh, chicken and beer together, whether it be chicken wings or mm-hmm. just fried chicken. Oh, that sounds hella good right now, actually. I had some over the weekend. We, <laughs> me, and my fia- n- me and my fiance got into like a chicken kick. All right, um, where we were just like, I was just like kick, but that's what we were craving. And then I uh-huh. had like one can of beer in the fridge and I'm like, all right, I'm going to drink this beer and eat this chicken. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> that sounds so good right now. Oh, dude, I, I fried chicken. I love it. I absolutely love it. I try not to eat it a lot, but at the same time, man, if you put fried chicken in front of me, oh, so good. I say chicken and beer and chicken and pizza, like goes so well together and i think it's crazy i've known people like oh i don't i can't drink and eat at the same time like well that sucks to be you because sometimes they really complement each other (laughs) right 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 (laughs) but um yeah like let's let's talk a little bit about uh fully posable you -hmm. guys celebrated five years this week and honestly this episode i kind of had in mind like back a month ago before i even knew 
you know, you're going to get your five years in and like, here it is this week. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, and I'll probably get called out for this among the listeners, but I got to a point where it felt like the show numbers felt more important than the years. And I always felt like episode 200 was special. Episode 100 was special. And it, it more was about the shows, the show numbers, I should say, than the years. But I will admit, and I will stand corrected, is this five-year episode just felt special. And then the love everybody gave us on Twitter, it just meant so much to me. And to Scott, too. Um, it, I, I The five-year episode just felt special. And Celeste doing what she did in getting everybody's audio and going out of her way to also make it feel special. It, I, 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 there's no other way to say it, but I'm grateful for what she did and how she did it. And everybody that submitted audios, including yourself. Like I said, in my audio that, you know, five years, that is, you know, nothing to like sneeze at the fact that like, I mean, like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. The only thing that I've had that has had a sustainable run where, you know, other people didn't fall off or I just kind of lost, I don't want to say lost passion, but it's, it's, it's this show and I will be mm-hmm. at four years in, I think technically in March, uh, before this was wrestling cheers, it was called the Ohio Indie Report. And that started back in 2012, but literally in between 2012 and the end of 2016, I put out like 30 episodes. So there mm-hmm. wasn't this like weekly dedication thing. And then right. when I we didn't do the rebrand, it kind of started off the same way. We weren't doing episodes every week, but like I've, I've talked to people before, around six months in, I ended up getting like two interviews in a row right around the time of like our regular AIW previews, reviews. So I was like, like within a month, I think I put out an episode every week and I was like, well, I have a weekly podcast now, so let's uh, continue <laughs> this on. And what I've done is I've tried to come out with bonus episodes to catch up with the amount of episodes I would have if we did a weekly episode from week one. And I think I'm past that number. So like, I know that this is not easy. And yes. So like anybody, can anybody start a podcast? Of course they can. But doing this for as like five years. I mean, that it's a huge congratulation, even though I was, I've only been around for six, nine months, roughly. Mm-hmm. It's still like the longevity is where a lot of play, a lot of podcasts struggle. Exactly. And what makes it tough is scheduling. Like you have yep. to juggle schedules. Um, luckily, me not having kids or anything like that, not really anything going on. I, I'm flexible with Scott's schedule. Mm. So Scott will be like, Hey dude, can we record Friday night instead of Thursday? Or can we record Wednesday instead of Thursday? Cause we kind of locked in Thursday as recording night, but Scott's sometimes will kind of spring it on me. Hey, can we do this? Can we do that? And that's fine. But scheduling, being able to schedule, schedule each other, sit down, record for an hour and a half to two hours and being able to put a show out each week on wrestling figures it has its struggles to say the least but at the same time scott and i have come up with certain things to keep the show going Mm -hmm. uh certain ideas that we've implemented uh different segments you know covering old stuff covering new stuff you know just stuff like that and it 
luckily, Scott and I have been able to do this for five years. And again, I mean, it's humbling what everybody said this past week. And it reignites your fire to keep doing it. Like sometimes you do hit that, I got to do a show. And then when you do the show, you're happy you did it. But then you're like, oh, I got to do the editing. And it just becomes a drain over time. But there are little things that happen that really kind of ignite your fire. And this past week, a lot of people, I wouldn't say I was losing interest or anything like that, but it really perked me up. So definitely a huge thanks to everybody that sent in an audio, also showed love on Twitter or sent a text. Like I said, like I haven't been around like too, too long. But the thing that like Mm -hmm. for me, is I knew who you guys were before ever listening. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to track or like retrace my steps of like where everything came about. And I think for me that I've said before was, and this is like how crazy the the world can work. I was looking at a lot of shirts on fully posable, not fully posable, that that would be different. What a maneuver. (laughs) And Uh And I came across Positively Pro Wrestling because Mm -hmm. I thought like that name stuck out to me. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is really cool. A podcast that's going to be positive because around that time, which it might have been like 2017, 2016, right around that time, mm-hmm. I was just like, too many people are negative on wrestling. God, it's even worse now. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting tired of that. So I saw that name and I went and listened. And they were, God, when I was talking to, when I was on Steve's show, I mentioned like what episode it was, or at least I did when like when we were, we were having a private conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was early. So I remember him talking about fully posable and I always heard that name. But the thing is for me at that time, and this is crazy, like, you know, how the, you know, how the world's turned to where yeah. I was like, well, I'm not really into like figure collecting. So like, like I like some wrestling figures, but I don't have a lot and I'm not really big. into. I'm like, ah, why do I want to hear two people that I don't know talk about collecting? So I, I always just like put it off, but I, I always knew who you two were. Maybe not by name, but I'm like fully political. I know what they do. And then when, not to get into so many words, but of how those type of podcasts started getting bigger and started getting more, which is what brought me in finally. And then mm-hmm. once I'm into it, I'm kind of like, oh, let me, let me, let me check out what these two dudes who I have no idea who they are. Let me, let me hear what they have to say. And it, it became for me something different to where there are a thousand ways to do a podcast and there are a thousand ways to do collecting. So when you throw those together and you create a show, you're going to have different experiences. I can listen to yeah. a bunch of different figure collecting podcasts and they're, a lot of them are going to give me something different. Like granted, are the news going to be the same? Yeah. But other things won't be. And that's the mm-hmm. key. Yeah. You said you've been around. For, it's funny. You said you've been around for six to nine months, dude. It feels like I've known you for years. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like it really feels like I've known you for years. I can't explain it, but it's it's like talking to a long lost brother or a long lost friend. It's just when we communicate, it's like it's an instant connection. Yeah. I guess. But um, I'm actually glad you did find us, and I'm glad you did give us a shot because I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy. Like I said this past week, we've gotten so many people that have reached out saying, hey, we love Justin's question. Uh, Scott's wife was one. Uh, I've gotten a numerous DM saying, I love Justin's question. We look forward to hearing Justin's question each week. And that's the same way Scott and I feel. We look forward to your question each week. And I, I know it's not easy coming up with a question each week and then having to sit down and record the question. But at the same time, 
we look forward that you put the time in to send the question in because you have a unique way of presenting the question to us. And Scott and I love that. So I'm glad you did find us and did uh, give us a shot. Yeah, it's like that whole situation is crazy. Like I, I definitely don't want to delve into it because I don't want to throw any fuel on the fire. I think where we're where it seems like we're at now is where I'm really happy. I'm am somebody who does embrace the idea of one fit community because the way I look at it as if you just consider the podcasts that are out there in general, there are a lot of pillars to mm-hmm. the one fit community. You mm-hmm. could like them all. You could like one. You could like two. You could however many, but like we're all going out and buying figures. We're all looking forward to the next line of stuff. And the yep. cool thing is, and it's kind of how I've always operated. Like, okay, we like wrestling figures. What else do we like Outs- outside of wrestling figures or uh, other types of figures? So like, we're all going to come, uh, what we should do, we'd be doing is coming together. And that's something that I, I have always tried to push. The only problem mm-hmm. is there are people that just will not work together. And I, I'll, sometimes I just have to surrender, but I, <laughs> I, I think that when we all work together, good things happen. Correct. And yeah, I know there are those, there are those people out there and that's like you said, will not let it go. And I, I honestly feel that every fan base has that uh, where people are loyal to a T, you know, um, using sports analogy, Raider fans out here, Raider fans made it almost unbearable to go into a game for other opposing teams within their division. And a lot of people despise the Raiders because of their fans. And for me, being a Bills fan, they don't care about Bills fans. So I'd show up in my <laughs> Bills gear to a Raiders game and they're like, oh, we got a effing Bills fan here. Let me get you a Gatorade. I'm like, all right, cool. Get a Gatorade, you know? <laughs> but um, it does happen. But at the same time, Scott and I are just, Scott and I are just who we are. We're humble. We're, we're going to put out a show and we hope we can take your mind off of life each week for an hour and a half and just, you know, make you forget about problems that may be going on in the world right now. And that's what Scott and I want to do. And that's, I hope what we can do and make people's time just blow, excuse me, blow by for that hour and a half. And I think for me too, is like, don't judge somebody by someone else's review or their thoughts on it because i I remember hearing people talk about fully posable and like Mm -hmm. there's you know good amount of people talking bad about it and i was like at the time i had no dog in the fight so so it was just like ah whatever but whenever i decided to like give you guys a chance because a lot of times too it was actually also about the i mean was partially the fact of like i knew who you guys were and i knew like there's a lot of hustling that went in for the fact of for me to know your name without actually listening to you and the fact mm-hmm. that there was that longevity even at that point. So I was like, there's that, and I'm doing this on my own too. So I think, and I've I've told this to other podcasters, and I've said this out in the world, some people don't like hearing it, but I'm like, if you can support a lot of smaller podcasts, especially if you are a podcaster, you should do it. Because if, yep. if all you're doing is listening to the Conrad podcasts and like all these other like bigger name podcasts. I'm like, you're not helping the people like you. Granted. Correct. I think like, it's fine to support some, some of the bigger guys. Like I have my handful that I might like, but then I try to make sure that I support my friends. Sometimes even if it is just a download, like before I listened to you and doing the favor, there was like a couple weeks. Like I just downloaded it. I'm like, they're going to get my number. 
they can at least get that for right now before I get a chance to listen. And then eventually mm-hmm. I dived into both of the podcast. Well, we're glad you did, man. And, you know, each person that downloads, we appreciate. Every single time somebody scrolls down and our episode pops up in their feed, that means a lot to us. And it's just one download, but it means the world to us. It really does. I just wish more smaller podcasts kind of did that, where you show some support and love to some of the other smaller podcasts, because, you know, we're that's almost going back. Like, we're all in this together. We're all kind of struggling. Yep. And that's why we do our podcast buddies at the end of the show each week. We, you know, we this is our appreciation to you guys. This is our appreciation to the shows that helped us. This is our appreciation to shows that we listen to. This is our appreciation. And this is the way that we want to give back. And that's by reading each one each week, you know, saying a little something about them. It may get long, but at the same time, you know, this is our appreciation and we appreciate you guys going out of your way to do a show because like you said, it's not easy to do a show each week. It really isn't. You know the hustle. You know how time consuming it is. But at the same time, we do it because we love it. And for Scott and I, we want to show you guys some love as well on our show to show our appreciation to you guys to put out a show. I've always actually really liked how you do it. Uh, like you talk about how my, <laughs> my opening is, my closing is a little bit different. And I kind of just, I do read off a list of plugs Uh and, but it's, it's literally just like the same list. I'd like, I'm not going into depth. There was an episode that before I hit episode 200, I had an episode where it was me just going over a bunch of stuff. It was like one of my, I had nothing that week planned. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit, turn the mic on. I'm going to talk about certain things coming up. Kind of like, Hey, this is what's coming up with a lot of these episodes. And then that'll kind of be that like might have been a half hour episode Mm -hmm. and i was planning on doing a extended plug thing like you guys do where i kind of like talk about the podcast that i'm plugging and like things i like about them Mm -hmm. it got to a point where i got through a couple and i'm like i don't think i can get through this whole list of of plugs i'm like huge shout out to fully posable for doing this i can't (laughs) well there was one point where scott said hey do you want to just kind of record something and then you can plug it in at the end of each week and I said no I said I don't want to do that because I want to talk about what show each person did or um, I I want to talk a little something about them each week for example Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast just did the 92 Rumble and I want to make sure I throw that out there that they talked about the 92 rumble or breaker and Bane. I want to talk about them doing their side project. You you know, it's fake. Right. And I want to make sure I get that in there each week. And it, it it just wouldn't work if we had to pre-record something that we just plugged into each show at the end of the week. Totally not breaking the fourth wall. That might be something that I kind of do now. (laughs) Hey, break away. I'm all about breaking walls. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Cause like at the end of the show, it's just, it is a longer, longer thing. So yeah. like, especially like when I have a bunch of people on and we're getting to the end, it's a way to cut down from having them sit there and listen to this list. It's probably mm-hmm. a little bit easier when it's your brother, but with <laughs> random pe- <laughs> certain random people or, you know, uh, people that show up on my podcast, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to put that in post for right now. And actually I got to, <laughs> I might have to re-record that soon. But it is something that I, it is something that I, 
I picked up, but it's one of those things too, like to each their own. Like I remember you guys talked uh, at one point that you would rather, you would rather do plugs uh, and like certain ad reads than mm-hmm. what was it? Then uh, doing like Patreon and everything. Yeah. So what Scott and I kind of decided when we first started, this is we didn't want our listeners money going to us. We wanted our listeners money going towards their collection. And, you know, if some, we do have t-shirts on whatamaneuver.net cheap plug, right? Yep. But Wham, at fam. the same time, <laughs> exactly. You, you have shirts on whatamaneuver.net. Yep. Um, but we appreciate that you guys want to buy a t-shirt, but at the same time, when you guys plop down $25, we want that going towards your collection. We want you guys to save that money to use for a grail piece. So Scott and I made the decision when we first started this, we didn't want to tap the listeners, even though we have, as again, I'm contradicting myself, but we do have t-shirts on what a maneuver, but at the same time, we want that money to go towards people's collection. And Scott and I made that decision when we first started the show. We weren't going to have a PayPal button. We weren't going to have, um, and this isn't a jab at anybody. This is just a decision that Scott and I made. We don't have a PayPal button. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have anything like that. And that was the decision we made. And we wanted to have ads and it took a while for us to get those ads, but they did come in. Thank God. So um, it ended up working out. It took a while, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did because we never went to the listeners saying, hey, you know, go onto our webpage. There's a PayPal button you can donate. You know, we didn't have anything like that. And again, this isn't a jab at anybody, but this is just a decision Scott and I made from the get go. I mean, it's one of those things to each their own. I get where you're coming from, but I also too with with T-shirts, though, I, I always say people want to represent things they like. And if it's your podcast, so be it. And like on the flip side too, with that is you're technically helping them with a t-shirt collection. Uh, Yes, exactly. That's (laughs) that's a good way of putting it. Cause like, I know with me and I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum with, with people, like I legitimately have over 300 wrestling t-shirts and like, that's (laughs) just wrestling t-shirts. I'm not counting any like football t-shirts or fun <laughs> comic t-shirt. Like, you know, I, I have 300 wrestling shirts. Half of them uh-huh. I recently put in storage. So like, wait, wait, when you say storage, you mean like a storage bin or? Yeah, I, t- I took them in, folded them and put them in the storage bin because 300 were in my closet. That's, it was a yeah. lot of closet space. I don't know the exact <laughs> number I'm at right now. Uh-huh but it's still a lot of space and I still have another closet full of uh, clothes here in my, my office. That's mm-hmm. a bunch of t-shirts that I'm trying to like find ways to downsize and everything. And like, I'm really proud of my wrestling shirts. Cause if there's any collection that I have, like I have my fair share of figures and Ghostbuster stuff mm-hmm. and Thanos infinity gauntlet stuff. But I started a wrestling t-shirt collection technically when I was in high school and slowly but surely over the years you know i was getting more shirts more shirts more shirts but then when i started getting actual like good money from jobs and when especially too when i was over the road and i had less bills i legitimately bought like 10 shirts at a time there was even one point i took all my fantasy football money and i just went to wwe (laughs) shop and bought all the shirts i wanted (laughs) well i can't well outside of figures i can't think of a better way to spend that fantasy football money yeah, so for me, like, I understand the whole, like, t-shirt is kind of a, they are kind of a collections, but I know for me, like, I don't, I've had 
uh, things sent to me for like to do partnerships and commercials. And I'm just like, ah, and this is, this is my own thing that no knock towards anybody. I would much mm-hmm. rather have friends of mine that have podcast send me commercials and I'll play them free of charge. So if there is a quote commercial break, I'm at least promoting my friends. Even if it's someone that gets plugged at the end of my show, I mm-hmm. still think if they hear you, they might go, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I'll listen to them now. Cause I like something that I heard, but to, yeah. like I said, that's just me, but I'm also with you guys. I don't want to do a PayPal thing. I don't want to do Patreon. Like I've thought about that, but I mm-hmm. kind of go with this at the same time. I know how much work I put in this show. You got to tell me that I got to put in more work <laughs> and come up with <laughs> more content and make a Patreon worth it. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Now, now think about doing a YouTube channel, think about doing Patreon. It's just, it really becomes overwhelming and you get to a point of, okay, where do I need to stop? Like I need to actually have me time. I actually have a girlfriend that, you know, spend time with her. Although we've been together for 10 years, we spent enough time together, but, (laughs) but um, it's, it's one of those, you got to kind of draw the line in the sand and go, okay, I need to take a break for me. And then also you have work to do. Like you have yeah. a, sh- as Steve Austin says, a shoot job. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got stuff to do on the outside that actually pays the bills, that puts food on the table, that keeps the lights on, that heats the house, you know, just stuff like that. So you have to kind of draw the line somewhere. I think for me too, I want a personal life. I know I had, uh, before I just had this show, cause I've told people too. There was a time period I had like three shows almost a week. And how I was did you do that. Um, having less of a personal life is basically how it was. Or it was like Monday, I was coming home, I was watching Raw. Tuesday, I was recording one podcast. Wednesday, I was recording another podcast. Thursday, uh, was I doing editing that day? Or like that was like my only free day. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was dedicated to my girlfriend at the time, now fiance. So mm-hmm. it just came to a point like I had no free time and I, I took took some one podcast away that had to do with like me watching Raw every week. So that was taken out. And then I did kind of pick up another podcast where it was just it was me doing a personal journal type thing, which mm-hmm. was great because like I don't have to do any studying. It's just me talking about what's going on in my life. But even that, like recording it and posting it, I'm like, uh, yeah. this is start this is starting to be a lot. So then I got to a point where I'm like, it's just resting chairs. I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> I can have a recording one day, editing the next, or even because like, like we're recording on a Monday, I could technically take tomorrow off and then Wednesday edit and have it ready for ready to upload right at midnight on Thursday for Eastern time. So yep. to me, like that's kind of like the little switch to where like I can have more of a personal life or I can do, which I did once. And like, I feel bad for anybody, especially like you guys where you can never do this. I recorded four episodes in a row on a Saturday. They were all interviews. And then I mm-hmm. put them out throughout the month. Actually, I, re- I edited them the next day and I gave myself a month off. Oh, I, I bet that was nice, huh? Oh, God, was it nice? It was so nice. <laughs> like, I mean, it was a lot of work to put in on a Saturday to record four interviews. It was a lot of work to, on a Sunday, especially when my laptop was overheating a couple times. Uh, uh-huh. Luckily, it happened like, once or twice towards the end so once i was done i'm like all right you get a month off <laughs> like we're good <laughs> we're good so it was just like able to oh. just enjoy 
a couple of weeks where it's just like, I get to put out a podcast every week, but I get to not come home and edit and do all this other stuff. It's funny. You talk about Scott's actually tried thinking of ways to do a bunch of shows at once and then give us some time off. And I was like, okay, the news changes each week. How do we do that? And he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> so it's not one of those we can do. We could probably pre-record some segments like our nostalgia segment. We're doing the WWE Mattels right now. Which is, we could prob- is fun. Uh, yes, it is fun going back and looking at those back in the 2010s. But it, we could probably re-record that. But um, yeah, that's that's about it. We got news each week. We got the beginning, you know, you know, the format. So, yeah, yeah. but, uh, also tip of the cap to you for the way you host wrestling cheers. I think you always do a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you do a, a really good job guiding the show. So here's where the show goes off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> So the Golden State Warriors, they were going against the Cavs in the... You the fun- son of a... <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> you got me on that question. That's when That was the night I texted you while we were recording. I was like, dude, you took the steel chair to my back. What the hell? <laughs> I like that. I, I think I just sent you the gift beforehand. I'm like, I'm sorry. I love you. And you're like, what's this for? I'm like, oh, you'll find out. Like, I at least gave you a warning. But at the beginning of it, you had to be going like... Oh, this doesn't sound so bad. This is a, oh, there it is. Fuck. Well, the well, the fact that you plugged in those sound bites, I was like, wow, thanks for bringing back these memories, Dick. God damn it. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. Like, you know, even though it was the Cavaliers and it was LeBron, I, it, it's one of those you always root for the people of Cleveland. They've had so many hardships, and you and I were talking about this earlier. There's so many hardships with Cleveland, whether it's, I, and I'm not bringing up old memories just to throw them out in your face or anything, but like the Brown seasons, uh, the Cavs um, against Jordan, it, it just so many seasons where you guys have been heartbroken and to see you guys win one. I was happy for the people of Cleveland. There's red, right? 88. There's the fumble, the drive, the move, the 2000, yes. I mean, the 1995 World Series, the 1997 World Series. <laughs> um, Just to name one or two, right? There's uh, the move from uh, getting the Browns to move to Baltimore. There's the <laughs> the decision. There's... Um, Can I throw one out there? Go ahead. The 0-16 season. Ah, uh, the 0 and 16 season. The 0 and 16 season after going 1 and 15. One win yeah. in two seasons. Yeah. But one win in again, two seasons. Again, that's one of those that's one of those things that you guys have just taken so much um taken so much I should just leave it at. And you guys have to see good things happen for the people of Cleveland. I am happy for everyone out in Cleveland that um, that get to embrace a Cavs win or the Browns making it to the divisional game, you know, just stuff like that. I'm always yep. happy for you guys. As a Bills fan, you know, we went through four straight Super Bowls where we lost. You know, we took a beating in the early 90s and then we didn't even sniff the playoff. Well, we w- went in 95, but then there was just a long drought of misery. You know, the Rob Johnson years, the uh, JP Lossman years, you know, just stuff like that. But we took a lot of 
brunt as well. And so it's one of those fan bases that are kind of parallel to each other and we continue to root for each other. What's a Super Bowl? <laughs> I've, n- n- I've never experienced I, I one of those. I, I hear they're fun. Okay. okay, so I was in my teenage years with last time the Bills went to one. <laughs> so um, there's this one thing you get to look forward to on Sundays, and then you get to be heartbroken until the next season. And then you get heartbroken again on that infamous Sunday. And then you go again, and then you get heartbroken again, and then you go another time, and then you lose to the Cowboys after being up at halftime 13-6. to six. Uh, oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's where two NFL teams face off to be championships or to be champions. Oh, I, I've heard of those. Those must be really fun. The, la- <laughs> the last time the Bills went to the Super Bowl, I was in first grade. Oh, jeez, way to date myself, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, I remember that being that being kind of fun. But the <laughs> we we did have something similar to that where um we went to the NBA Finals four times in a row and we only won one well you guys won one that's a good sign yeah i know <laughs> but it was it was all, like if we didn't win that one it would have been identical of going to the finals and losing like that that first year where lebron came back mm-hmm. i always wonder what that series would have been if we would have had a healthy kevin love because that was Correct. the year his that was the year his arm got broken by boston yep and i remember yep. in, in the off season, people were thinking he was going to go to boston and i was like Okay, I understand like it's a job and everything, but if you were Kevin Love, would you want to go to the team that has the same player that fucked up your chances to win an NBA championship and broke your arm? I I couldn't do it. I'd be like, no, send me anywhere else. Send me to yeah. the minor league. I, I'm not playing <laughs> with that dude. I'm not, I don't even want to be in that same franchise because that's going to always just piss me off. Send me the G League. I don't care. Send me to the th- what the th- the six man league or the three man league, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere but Boston. But uh, is NBA Jam a league? We can make it a league. <laughs> Boom shot. <along. laughs> uh, absolutely fun times on that game. I was never huge into it. I liked the uh, I liked Blitz, and I did love it back oh. in like 2010, mm-hmm. 2011. They brought back Blitz. Yes, Blitz was a lot of fun. Uh, they also had NHL one. I can't remember the name of that one. That was a lot of fun as well. I know you said you weren't a big hockey fan, but uh, Scott and I are. And I remember they came out with the equivalent of NBA Jam for hockey, and Scott and I fell in love with it. Dumped a lot of quarters in that game. I have no idea what that game would be. I can't remember the name. of Center Ice? I'll have to text it to you after the show. Okay. At the... Or is it, because uh, I'm looking up, seeing if I can find it. Is it a two-on-two open ice challenge? I can't remember because it was back in the 1995, 96 years. Okay. I can't, rem- I can't remember what it was, but trust me, when I say Scott and I dumped a lot of quarters into that, vent- uh, to that uh, game machine, uh, it was a lot of quarters. It might be it came out in 1995. And uh, it is often described as the ice hockey equivalent to Midway's NBA Jam. Yep, that's it. That would be that. Actually, if I would have played that game when I was younger, I might have gotten into hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we So Scott and I actually played hockey for quite a while. Um, I played for 18 years, and all I have was bad knees because I was a goalie. 
So, you know, dropping down, up, down, up, down, sliding post to post, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Scott didn't play as long, but you know what's funny is I would never have changed any of those years because hockey was just one of those sports that I loved. I loved playing. I loved the bruises. I know it sounds weird, but I love uh, the athleticism of the game. It's just something about hockey that I love. And, you know, football I love watching, but hockey will always be probably right up there with baseball for me. I've tried. I've really tried. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think the main thing for me is the fact that we don't have a real local team. Like, like I said before, we got the you know Columbus team, but the coverage isn't the same up here. I think if mm-hmm. I lived in a different market, like let's say I lived in Chicago, I could mm-hmm. potentially get into it. Like I tried getting into it, and like that was my team. It was going to be the Blackhawks because of how much I'm a Bears fan. And even at the time, and definitely not anymore, I always considered the Cubs to be my National League team. That changed mm-hmm. in 2016 for obvious reasons, but... I was like, well, I always, I always like Chicago. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff I love about the city. This is going to just become my hockey team. But I never, I just didn't get into it to where I like watch it every week and pay attention and all that kind of stuff. Like I maybe watch some playoff hockey, but mm-hmm. I, I think I might have watched one game and that was it. I just, for some reason, it wasn't me. And, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. You know, there's some people love football. Some people don't understand it. Some people love basketball it's just as i said it's not everybody's cup of tea yeah like i said i'm a i'm football through and through and yeah i I think it is chalked up from being from this area especially when the browns were moved i was nine and i'll never forget like the reaction from everybody in this area like they were pissed and the browns weren't necessarily a great team i think they were technically on the rise i think we made the playoffs the year before but Mm -hmm. that that 1995 season was bad and people were still pissed. It's not like, all right, you know, we're not going to miss this team. It was like, oh no, like shit, we're gonna, we're gonna protest. We're gonna try to get our team back, and we did. And I think that's also something like me being a, an NFL historian. I always have conversations with people, and they'll go, "Oh, the Baltimore's all the old Browns. You started in 1999." I'm like, no, 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 no we didn't. It's, <laughs> it, it technically went down like this. Like, well, that didn't happen with Baltimore when you know the Colts moved. Like, the, the, you know, that's the same phrase. I'm like, well, it's. not everything is always identical we the city of cleveland fought for the team's history and everything and it was end up being settled on to where the the ravens got to be a brand new expansion team and they started in 1996 and then meanwhile we got to keep all the history but we didn't keep any of the players any of the personnel nothing we had to literally start like a uh, expansion franchise so it's, yeah. it's, it's really weird. Like, yeah, it doesn't line up with, you know, the, the Houston Oiler move and the, the Baltimore Colts move. Like, yeah, it's just, it's different. Man, I forgot about the Houston Oilers. <laughs> I forgot about that one, moving to Tennessee. And it's funny, too, because I, I remember watching so many Houston Oiler games. I mean, Warren Moon just passing all over the Bills defense. And uh, he did that in that one playoff game where he just passed all over the bills defense. And then luckily we came back from 35 to three, but I still remember the, uh, it's funny too, because the bills played the Oilers last week of the season of the 93 season. And Jim Kelly, I think got knocked out that game. That's why Frank Rake started. And, uh, I remember Warren moon just lightened up our defense that year, or excuse me, that game. And then the next week he just picked up where he left off. And then all of a sudden Frank Reich started lighting up their defense. One of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. One of my favorite jokes about uh, 
the Houston Texans. I, I came from Robin Williams on, on one of his standups and he talked about how they created, you know, the, the Houston Texans. And I was like, yeah, try to try to move them and call them the Tennessee Texans. <laughs> you have no idea how much I miss Robin Williams. I, he, he was hilarious. So good. I know it's like controversial to some of the stand-up comedians I've met. Cause I, I guess Robin Williams has been accused of stealing people's jokes. And that's obviously a big no, no in stand-up. But for mm-hmm. me, like one of my favorite stand-up specials was his live special from 2002. Oh, f- wasn't it fantastic? Oh God. I've, I love that because the thing that to me made it different from all the other stand-up comedians, he would jump from topic to topic, to topic, to topic. And not necessarily do a transition. Sometimes it would just like almost ease into a different, you know, different sets of jokes about a different topic. And it was just mm-hmm. amazing to see how he did it. it. The only other comedian that I feel is similar to that, especially some of his earlier work is Lewis black. Like Lewis blacks black on Broadway is hands mm-hmm. down. One of my favorite standup specials, especially because he has a bit on water and a bit on milk. So hilarious. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned uh, Lewis Black. So there was a big comedy tour going on, and it was Lewis Black, Mitch Hedberg, who is my favorite comedian of all time, and Dave Attell. And they were playing out in Sacramento, which is about an hour and a half north of us. My buddy and I drive out there. Now, he is a huge Lewis Black fan. He loved Lewis Black. We get to the show. Mitch Hedberg goes on first. Mitch Hedberg kills it. Dave Attell goes on next. Dave Attell kills it. Lewis Black comes on, everybody leaves. And my buddy was sitting there like, I don't want to say depressed, but like, what? why is everybody leaving? Everybody just showed up for Mitch Hedberg and Lewis, uh, excuse me, and for Dave Attell. And the show was good, but my buddy was kind of sad about that, seeing everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but quite a few people left after those first two comedians. But if you think about it, it's like going to a, uh, a concert. Some people just go for the first and second band that are playing and then leave when the main event comes on. So, but my, I just remember that's it. When you mentioned Lewis Black, that's the first thing I thought of when he was doing that show in Sacramento. I, I say it probably once a year that I think if Mitch Hedberg was still alive, he'd be killing it right now. Uh, he's my favorite comedian of all time, but you don't know how pissed I am that he took away his comedy from us. Yeah. I... I absolutely loved Mitch Hedberg. I still do. I, I'll pop on his albums on YouTube and listen to him while I work. Or, But the fact that we don't have his comedy anymore is such sadness to me because he was one of the best, if not the best, comedians. Okay, you, you've got a lot of comedians out there that were greats. Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, stuff like that. But Mitch Hedberg was climbing that ladder. Mm-hmm. And I think he was he was climbing that ladder and he was getting up there fast. And the fact that we don't have his comedy anymore just it kills me to this day. He's one of those dudes that he has a lot of the one-liners or like you know like really small jokes that yep. you'll think of in life. My favorite yep. one that I I didn't see till years later. So like he passed in two thousand five, if I'm correct. correct. Yeah, because it was it was, yep. little, it was well because we both we talked about before we started recording that our birthdays are really close to get each other. So he died like right before our birthdays. Like I think it was it was closer to mine by like I think it was like two days before. Yep, exactly. 
and I didn't find out about it until like a week later because like internet was, I mean, it was big, but like for me, like I didn't have it at home. And mm-hmm. I went back to school and someone was like, yeah, Mitch Hedberg died. I'm like, what? No it way. It through a loop. Yeah. Like when did he die? Oh, on the, I think it was like the 30th, 29th or 30th. I'm like, no way. That sucks. But so he died in 2005. I didn't see this until 2011. I actually found a vending machine with an A, A, B, B, C, C buttons. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook and I was like, I did not learn my A-A-B-B-C-Z's. God, God damn it, damn it. <laughs> oh, it's so, I, like you said, he has so many of those one-liners that you can hear a joke of his come out of his mouth and then you just hear the wave of laughter of people getting it as they think about it because he will pause and let people think about it. And once you hear the full-on laughter, that's when you know the joke was a hit. But everybody has to think about it at first. Uh, what was the one about uh, Bigfoot? He goes, I believe Bigfoot is blurry. I think that there's an out-of-focus monster walking around. <laughs> but as I said, I miss him so much. Uh, another one that I, I, whenever I see it, because it was probably something as like a kid I just didn't really recognize, but now like... As I got older, especially after I heard the joke, every time I see him, I go, okay, I'll always think Mitch Hedberg. And that's the hotel chain called Doubletree. <laughs> it was like the, the name, the, imagine the meaning to the name it was, was quite short. How about, how about Singletree? No, Doubletree. Hell yeah. Meeting a gym. <laughs> I had my heart set on quadruple tree, but we were almost there. <laughs> Uh, I can't tell you what hotel I'm staying at, but there are two trees involved. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The lady at the front desk of my hotel gave me her number. It's zero. Try to call, try to call from here. Try to call it from here. And someone else answered. I'm like, you sound older. (laughs) Excuse me. I don't have a microwave, but I do have a clock that occasionally cooks shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, you can't please everyone. And last night, everyone was at my show. <laughs> <laughs> when you run a podcast, that joke means more, even more. I oh, should God. Say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. I'm going to have to put in the uh, Mitch Altogether album. I haven't listened to that in a little while. And I loved that album. I got to tell you a funny story. So we went and saw Mitch Hedberg at San Jose Improv. And this was in 2003, okay. I think it was. And I had his very first album. I think it was called, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Strategic Girl or something like that. Strategic Girl Occasions. Yes, thank you. And I walk in and uh, they said, Mitch is not coming down to sign autographs, but if you have something for Mitch to sign, please place it in this basket and he will sign it with a note of what you want him to personalize it with. So we're in the lobby and I had the CD because I knew that he was going to be doing some type of autograph after the show. I thought he was actually going to be out, but he wasn't. And so I wrote down to Jeff and and, and a lot of people don't know this or some people do. My name is actually spelled with one F. It's J-E-F. So I put to Jeff, uh, all the best Mitch Hedberg or something generic like that, right? Yeah. I pop it in the CD. I put it in the basket. The guy leaves. The guy comes back down and on the cover of Strategic Girl, it says, to Jeff, one F is missing. Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Great. 
greatest autograph I've ever gotten, dude. <laughs> it, and I, to this day, I have that CD and I treasure it because of what it says on the front. God, that sounds ex- like exactly like something he would do. I mean, obviously he did it, <laughs> but just hearing, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Mitch Hedberg. Yep, exactly. I always think he'd be killing it on social media right now. Like going back to when, you know, tweets were shorter. I'm like, he could fit like so many jokes on there. Like just mm-hmm. like trying them out, seeing how people react. I think he really would be killing it. Yeah. And I, I just, I miss it. Uh, me too. Me too. And he, he had that rocket ship and he was going, he was actually moving up, man. And everything happened, unfortunately. And I think he's one of those comedians too, that a lot of, a lot of other comedians out there won't let go of because they know the legacy. And then like, too, like, too, mm-hmm. like his, like, he wasn't too old. He was at that age to where his parents had to bury him. And like, whenever I hear about that, like, I just get super sad. I've, it I've, crushes you. I've seen people, I've had people in my own life where that's happened to them. And it's just, you never picture, have to want to picture that and hear somebody who, who did. And, you know, that was a guy who, you know, I, I guess I can't say it enough that there would have been so much good material from him that we really missed out yeah. on. A lot of material and, you know, he passed away in 2005 and I still pop on his CDs. I wouldn't say like once a week or anything, but I do pop it on, you know, quarterly or every three months. I'll just pop on a Mitch Hedberg CD while I work. And it it's, it's, I, I know it's comedy, but it's music to the ears. Oh yeah. Like I, I used to have XM radio and my favorite station was a comedy central station, which the way I've described it to people, it's like, take every comedy album you know put it on shuffle mm-hmm. that's what the comedy central <laughs> yep. uh xm is i mean there i mean theme might have played mitch i can't remember it's been so long but what i do is so, something similar like i have a vast music library but i do have a handful of stand-up stuff in there so a lot mm-hmm. of times if it it happens to i put it on shuffle and it lands on a comedy track i will still listen to it almost especially if yeah. it's mitch because Mitch had had a lot of funny bits that I loved. Yep. Uh, and it, it, they were just, even if he missed on a joke, he would always be able to just play it off. He'd be, he'd be like, all right, that joke didn't hit, or that joke, you guys did not react to that joke like I thought you would, or something like that. He always had an improv to throw in there. And he was so good. Just so good. You you like comedies, but you don't like The Office. <laughs> no, never got into the office, man. And it's not for lack of trying. I have tried. And maybe it is one of those things that I do need to start at the beginning. Yeah. But it's it's one of those shows I've sat down, I've tried watching because the uh, the buildup from other people was there. People who are like, you got to watch the office. You work in an office. You got to watch the office. I'm like, okay, I watch it and I, it just doesn't resonate. I just don't get it. There was only one thing, and I think I talked about this on our show, that I ever found funny, and that was the DVD logo bouncing on the screen. And when it finally hit the quarter and excuse me, the corner, and it, everybody erupted, I actually found that really, really funny. I thought that was a, a great little bit. But the chili drop in, the uh, uh, Dwight, I, I don't know, dude. It just isn't hitting with me. And to Scott's credit, he has told me to start at the beginning. Now that WWE is moving over to Peacock, I might give it a chance, you know, because I'm going to be getting Peacock here pretty soon. We're we're all going to be getting into March. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Which obviously, like, you haven't got a chance to talk on your show about that because that news just dropped today. I know Correct. people who are so, I don't want to say they're mad about it, but like, this is stupid. I'm like, wait a minute. They're charging you the same amount and you're going to get more content. The only thing is, is you have to switch the app that you're watching it on, which great. I've actually heard because I haven't got off and got Peacock yet, but supposedly the app uh -huh. isn't really good. But I'm like, oh, OK, I'm like, you're going to pay the same amount for more stuff. And if you want to save money, you can get the, <laughs> the ad supported version for half the price. You never had that option before. Uh, right. To, to me. It's a good idea because I think one of the issues we have, like, I don't know if it was announced prior to this past weekend, but seeing the commercials for Paramount Plus, I was like, all right, how many streaming services are we going to have? It was great when we just had, we had Netflix. Then Hulu pops up and says, all right, we have two streaming services. And then you get Disney mm -hmm. Plus and Amazon Video and uh, all these other stuff. And I'm like, all right, enough is enough or there's going to be a breaking point because there's also you know showtime and hbo everybody wants to have their own service it's like i'm not paying you 150 dollars a month when i'm paying that much for cable too like i could cut the cord but i'm still going to miss out on certain things like it's you're not saving me money you're just making me pay more all around so we had to cut the cord back in july and it's not due to financials we just the contract was up with DirecTV, and we just felt that it was time to cut the cord you're not missing out on as much as you think you are. Um, we ended up going with Sling TV with a few streaming services. So like we have Netflix, we have um, uh, Hulu, but that's we get that for free through another person. So that's okay. Um, but Disney Plus. So you, you're actually saving money if you cut the cord. But the thing is, is you're 100% correct. Once you start doing Sling... And then you start bringing on all these other streaming services, it will catch up to you. You just got to be picky on which streaming services you want to pick up. With WWE going over to Peacock, that's going to be a win-win situation for us because now we're getting Peacock and WWE Network for the price we were paying for WWE Network if you want it without ads. If you want ads, you save five bucks, right? So... I think it's a win-win. I mean, obviously for Vince, it was a win-win and he sold the network for a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. It's a couple dollars right there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that kicking in because I was kind of looking, I'm like, well, Peacock has a lot of things that I like, especially like if I want to sit and, you know, watch the office or watch random episodes, I, I can do that. And I know they're much like every other streaming service or coming out with stuff that's made, especially for them. So mm -hmm. now, now when they do this, I'm like, all right, you just killed two birds with one stone for me. Like, I'm I'm going to be in on this as soon as, you know, they say when the last official day is, then I'm going to, well, I'm not, I'm going to be forced to unsubscribe, but it's going to be like, okay, then that's when I pick up the, the Peacock service because I don't know about you. I was a day one WWE Network subscriber yep. because like that was just crazy to think like, number one, you'll be able to watch any wrestling you wanted that WWE owned. I mean, granted, we ended up finding out like, yeah, there were certain things that weren't released at first, but there was still mm -hmm. like, if you had all the pay-per-views they were all there. Closest thing we yep. had before that was, you know, WWE 24-7, which was, which was cool. And I remember I had it for a little while, but it was like, all right, here's a select things you can watch this month and that's it. Yep. So now you, we had it to where we had the network and the pay-per-views were included because who the hell was paying for every pay-per-view every month. And now you look back, if you were, you're like, wow, I'm saving so much money by this. And so 
now it's it's almost just as good a deal. Now you're you're still getting the same stuff and freaking Peacock. Yep. And then also on the WWE Network for us, it was just awesome being able to go back and watch the Golden Era. Watch old school Survivor Series, watch old school WrestleManias, watch old school Royal Rumbles. At and it was just at the, at your fingertips. Now granted, we had them on DVD, but you know, we've gotten so lazy we're changing the DVD has gotten a little uh, tough, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's right at your fingertips on the network. And it was just, it's so convenient. And especially now that they've put on wrestling challenge on the network. Oh dude, I am in heaven right now watching old school, uh, bulldog matches, watching iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. And, you know, I'm in heaven right now watching these old school wrestling challenges. I'm I'm kind of turning into some people where not necessarily when it comes to the network, but there's a lot of nostalgia for VHSs. So I'm kind of <laughs> dipping my toe in there. And there's like certain like, v- like I want SummerSlam 92 because as a kid, that was the VHS I owned and I just watched all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember finding out years later that there were two, I think it was two matches that were cut from the broadcast Correct. that weren't on the VHS. And like, you don't know it it, yep. it flows so smoothly and then all oh, yeah, the others these two matches that happened at this show that i love that i had no idea what happened mm-hmm. and that was just a great pay-per-view god I it mean, was so good i mean for lod to kick it off riding the bikes down with uh the gold spikes the only time they ever wore those gold spikes yeah and when i say the gold uh football chest things shoulder pads i should say yeah but the fact that they wore those that's the only time they ever wore those uh kicking it off with the natural disaster was it natural no i'm sorry money inc yeah uh then obviously everybody knows about brett and bulldog macho and uh, warrior and i can go on it was just a good show and it the atmosphere for in wembley stadium just added to it it's I don't know. It, maybe I am wearing wearing the rose-colored nostalgia goggles, but I thought that was a great show. And I, like you, we watched it all the time. Well, I think we wore out the ribbon, <laughs> you know, the tape, because we watched it all the time. Fast-forwarding, rewinding, doing all that stuff on that VHS tape. Because like you, we watched that. We would watch Royal Rumble 92, obviously. That was a great Royal Rumble. We'd watch Royal Rumble 93. Scott and I used to do this all the time every Monday before he would go to work. The one SummerSlam 92 match that, God, I love. And it's crazy to like go back and watch now because it's not a crazy match, but it was the concept. Shawn Michaels versus Rick Martel, and they, they couldn't punch each other in the face because they were fighting for Sensational Sherry. <laughs> it was so unique because you had two heels facing each other. Yeah. And then you, and then you throw in the stipulation, you can't punch each other in the face. It was... It was so funny, and so, looking back, if you were to do that today, people would poo-poo all over the match, but back then it worked. Especially to, you rarely see two heels go against each other. It's, yep. it's easy to do face versus face, like even, you know, mentioning Sean again, you know, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12, I hate mm-hmm. you that you were there, but the, <laughs> the fact of when you do face versus face, it's like you're just having people pick who they're going to root for because it's people they like. But when you do yeah. heel versus heel, it's like, okay, who do I hate less? And I mm-hmm. feel like, I feel like we haven't seen in a long time, but in wrestling history, it's been rare. Yeah. Uh, you bring up WrestleMania 12. I have a funny story about that one. So uh, you, uh, you might've heard this on our show, but 
our seats for WrestleMania 12 at the pond was actually towards the back. We were a couple rows away from where the wrestlers were entering. So they would walk out and then turn left and walk down the aisle. So I'm all in on the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels uh, match, obviously, because I'm a huge Bret Hart fan when I'm a kid. So we're sitting there, match goes, Bret catches Shawn in the sharpshooter, time expires, right? I sit back in my seat. I'm like, okay, time expired. There's, you know, Brett won. I should say Brett won, but no uh, time limit draw. Show's over. Let's go home. I see Gorilla walk out. Gorilla tells the ring announcer, you know, we got to have a winner. As Gorilla's leaving, I begin to curse Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> I am 16 years old. And I, this the verbal uh, cursing that is coming out of my mouth towards Gorilla, I... Now knowing what I know, I'm like, well, that was stupid of me. You know, you feel bad. But at the same time, I was so pissed that he restarted the match because I knew exactly what was coming. But as Gorilla's walking to the back, I'm dropping F-bombs, you know, (laughs) I'm cursing at him. He actually kind of looks over to his right as he's walking towards the uh, entryway. And he's like looking at me like this freaking kid at least he knows it's uh he still thinks it's real <laughs> you know then he walks through i was sitting there and i was pissed because i knew it was coming i knew brett was going to get kicked in the face i didn't know it was going to be twice and then show ends sean holds up the title blah 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 but i was so pissed dude i was so pissed it ruined my six hour drive home <laughs> you know but anyways i had thought i'd tell that story because of uh it was uh it was fun times looking back at it now that was on my 10th birthday. <laughs> um, I, like, I like how WrestleManias are right around our birthdays. I've had two, I think only two that have actually landed on my birthday, but one was, I mean, I wasn't born yet. I was a year away, but mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, WrestleMania 12 had my two favorite wrestlers of all time facing each other. At that time, I was more of a Sean fan, especially like watching him turn face, just watch the rise of it. Like it felt really cool to love Sean. But mm-hmm. I was still like somewhat conflicted that there that you know he was going against Brett, and even right. like it's kind of crazy to think about if they would have went the other direction because yeah, Sean won the Rumble, but there was the whole stipulation at the February pay per view, Owen versus Sean, and then if Owen won, he would have went to WrestleMania to go up yep. against Brett. Like that would have been a crazy angle. But the I don't remember if I told this on fully posable. I know I sent it in to Marty and Sarah earlier this year where I met Shawn Michaels after my 30th birthday and drove all the way to Philly for this um, convention that was happening right before a House of Hardcore show. And I mean, there, there was a lot of guests there. I mean, there was also, you know, people selling stuff like a regular convention, but you know, a lot of, it was a lot of the big autograph guests. Shawn Michaels was literally the, the top guy. So I got there not too long after it opened, but I was like, I'm going to wait until his line really dies down. Because there's uh-huh. no usage just jumping in now and just waiting. I can just walk around and find the right time to, to uh, attack. I get to a, a couple hours and like the line dies down to like maybe three or four people in at a time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ooh, okay, I'm, I'm going to get in. With Sean being one of my favorite wrestlers, winning the WWF championship on my 10th birthday, I walked up to him with my Boyhood Dream DVD, placed it in front of him. And I was like, all right, this is it. This is the moment you've been waiting for for 20 years. I said, <laughs> I said, thank you for winning the WWF championship on my 10th birthday. It was the best present ever. And like, granted, like I, I knew better. I knew it was predetermined and all that kind of stuff, especially at 30. 
But I was right. like, I got it. I just want to say it for my 10 year old self that will never forget that day. And, you know, the Iron Man match. And, like, I, I remember Brett walking back. And then, you know, Howard Finkel saying, the you know, the match has to continue. And he turns around. And he has, like, this, I don't know if it was, like, spit or sweat, like, around his mouth. And he goes, what? Yeah. And he, like, he, he wipes it off. And then, you know, you know, walks back. Like, I was, I love that, like, match. And I will watch it, rewatch it from time to time. Like, granted, mm-hmm. am I watching it every week, every year? No, but every, you know, five or six years like i'm like oh let me let me, let me watch this match this is, this match is fun and get to relive you know Shawn michaels won the mm-hmm. title but yeah screw you for being there screw you for being there. <laughs> um it's funny too because i had a picture that i took from that night and i wish i could find it i think it's at my old uh my old house where i was living uh which is a long story but i took a picture of brett coming down the aisle as he's making the turn to make the left down the aisle. And I snapped a picture of Brett and I always wanted to get Brett to sign that picture and finally got the chance to meet him. And I put the picture in front of him and he goes, this is from WrestleMania 12, isn't it? And I go, yeah. He goes, wrong guy won that night, huh? I was like, damn right. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I agree. And he signs it. And then we snapped the picture. But it's funny because I love the way how if you ever meet Brett, he has no qualms about saying anything. Uh, Brett has done and said a lot of things. And Steve from PPW Podcast can uh, vouch for this. Uh, Brett, (laughs) let me kind of rewind and go back to WrestleMania 35 at WrestleCon in New York two years ago. So I, I bought this picture, and it's a Mount Rushmore of the uh, new generation. So it had Razor, Diesel, Sean, and Brett on there. And so at WrestleCon, I was able to get... I'm sorry, not Diesel, Undertaker. At WrestleCon, I was able to get Brett, Sean, and Razor knocked off on this picture. So I go up with the picture, and I set it down in front of Brett, Brett goes to sign it and he kind of pulls back a little bit and he looks at it and he goes, Razor. And I go, yeah, the artist decided to put Razor on there. And he goes, huh, I could think of about 50 or fifty other wrestlers that would be better on this picture than Razor. And he signs it. But that's the funny thing because Brett doesn't have a filter when he talks to the fans. Like he doesn't care that what he just said about Razor or Scott Hall is going to get back to Scott Hall. He doesn't care. <laughs> but that's what I love about Brett. And well, also growing up a huge Bret Hart fan, but it, I love how he has no filter and he'll say what he wants to say. I have met Brett, but like my interaction was kind of short. It was also like at mm-hmm. another like big uh, wrestling show that before, like hours before the show, there's a lot of, a lot of meet and greets going on. He was the main guest. This was a, uh, I think it was a wrestling show called Heroes and Legends. Not to be confused with okay. Heroes and Leg- Legends Wrestling Collectibles, but it was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This was literally the first show they decided to run. And there was like him, DiBiase, uh, I think Virgil was there, Snuka, Tatanka, hand handful of others. But you know, obviously Bret Hart, big guest, a friend of mine, invited me to to uh, come with him. Actually, uh, current WWE referee Jake Clemens uh, invited me to come with him. So I was like, all right, let's do this road trip. And that was actually my first actually out of state, technically even out of the area wrestling road trip. So we go there. I just, I just want to meet Brett. And I, I do the thing where I wait in the line. 
Cause I just, I'm like, I gotta get there. I gotta get there. So like, it's, it's like this longer line. I finally get to him and like, he had just had some sort of surgery. So he was sitting down the whole time, which I'm not a huge fan of, of those in general, but obviously there's not, I mean, nothing, I'm not going to fight it. Like, no, we got to stand up. But for him, I didn't want to tell him the same thing. Like I was going to eventually tell Shawn Michaels, you know, thank you for, thank you for losing the WWF championship (laughs) on my 10th birthday. That meant, that meant the world to me. What I did though, is I, when I shook his hand, um, I grabbed the other side of his, uh, hand with my other hand. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you for all the memories. And he just like, well, we don't thank you. You know, thank you for uh, supporting me through the years. But I mean, that was it. But I can only imagine because he has that history of saying so many things. But mm-hmm. I'll still, I'll still yeah. love him and Sean. And people give me shit because I'll be like, those are my top favorite. Like I'm not picking between the two because as a kid, there's a lot that I loved about Sean, and there's still a lot that I loved about Brett. And like even when I get older, there's things that I love about both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, you can go back and put on any Shawn Michaels match, and you know you won't be disappointed. You put on that Iron Man match. Granted, the first 25 minutes is a little slow of the match, but man, does it pick up at the end from the, about the 35 to 30 minute mark to the end. It just hooks hook, line, and sinker. You're just you're done. You're you're invested. They've got you. They had us at the, in the arena at that time. It's you know, I, I like you. I love that match. I don't put it on as often as you. I if I see it, I always kind of fast forward to that 30, 30 minute mark and then watch it from there because I feel that it's it's a tale of two matches. Like a first 25, 30 minutes, they're kind of feeling each other out and a lot of side headlocks and you know, I don't expect them to do a bunch of super kicks and, you know, jump off top ropes and do flips or anything for one hour. But like you said, they, they hooked us. They hook you in that match from beginning to end, even with the first 25 minutes, you know, you're invested. You want to see who wins. And that's what wrestling is. It's just great storytelling. Wow. We've, we've gone on a very long time on this episode and uh let's start to wrap things up with the fave five questions Ooh, i look forward to this you dig it it would be great if i if no it'd be great if i had my uh soundboard up all the way and this is the fave five questions now can you dig it all right question number one let's go with pancakes or waffles waffles is there a particular reason why uh, I prefer the texture on waffles. I hate the texture on pancakes. Really? Huh. Yeah. I'm a waffle guy. So you, you like them crunchy, basically. Because, I mean, it's a uh, waffle is a crunchy pancake, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's the same batter and everything, right? Uh, I, I love waffles. How do you do, do with, do you do no syrup? Do you do just syrup? Do you do butter and syrup? Uh, butter and sugar-free syrup. I know a lot of people are like, sugar-free? Yeah, I'm from California. I do the sugar-free, you know. <laughs> We're a lot more open-minded. We we like our kale. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I mind sugar-free. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm diabetic. Sometimes I'm supposed to do sugar-free shit, but uh, uh, pick and choose on that one. Question, Ooh, number, uh-huh. question number two, wings bone-in or out? Uh, wing-in. Or, uh, excuse me, bone-in. <laughs> wing-in? I want to wing in my mouth. <laughs> no, uh, bone in. I, uh, I, I've never been a fan of boneless. Um, I feel, I don't know. And, and I've had a bunch of boneless wings. I just feel that there's a certain dryness to it that I don't like where you don't get that with bone in. 
call me a traditionalist because I know other people have where there's just something about eating wings and having the bone and just especially yep. if like you're really hungry. It's just it's as weird as it is, it's so much fun. Like even um, this past weekend watching football, I don't get to do it too often where I, where I can get wings. And I was like, you know what? We're getting wings. We're going to I'm just in the mood for it. we got some pizza, got some wings. And mm-hmm. literally, I'm just I'm just going to town on them. They were, they oh, were yeah. I see. I'm all for committing chicken massacre on those wings. <laughs> do you have a favorite type of sauce when it comes to it? Uh, I like plain. Um, I shouldn't say plain. I like uh, like a, a Frank's Red Hot sauce or some uh, something okay. equivalent to that. If somebody has like a house sauce that is similar to Frank's, just go ahead and slap that on there. I'll be happy as can be. For me, it's barbecue. I love me a good barbecue. The thing is about barbecue, though, is you go to different places, you have different barbecues. Right. But what I'll, I'll use as a way to tell if a place is good is I'll get their mild because ah. mild across the board should be the same. And for most of them, I think they're they are in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. So if you fuck up a mild, I know like the rest of your wings are probably aren't good. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because I love taquerias. Taqueria Mexican food. Mexican food is my favorite food. The way I tell if a taqueria is good is by their steak burritos. If your steak burrito is on point, I know that the taqueria is good. If your steak burrito or carne asada burrito is trash, never even step a foot back in there ever again. Hmm, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, out here in California, man, we have so many taquerias, and with Mexican food being my favorite, yeah, I've devoured a few of those uh, super steak carne asada burritos. I know, like, it's it's crazy in our area, and mm-hmm. I, th- I think this sprouted up somewhere between 20 and 25 years ago, where we started getting a lot more Mexican restaurants. Uh-huh. And, and I was thinking about this recently. I almost want to say it's because of the downfall of Chi-Chi's to where there started to have to be more Mexican restaurants, because if people wanted Mexican at one point and they didn't necessarily want to go Taco Bell... They want to do a sit-down experience. It had to be Chi-Chi's. So when uh-huh. that went away, all of a sudden we got little Mexican restaurants popping up almost in every town. It took a while to get to that point, but literally there's at least one. And for me, my little test is the first place I went to when I was a kid, when they, these first started popping up, I got a combo meal of a burrito, a taco, refried beans, mm-hmm. and rice. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to a new Mexican restaurant, I try that. Actually... Most of the time, that's what I get. Anyway, even if I've been there before, but that's kind of a way to make me go, okay, how good are you compared to all these other restaurants? These are simple things, you know, taco, burrito, refried beans and rice. If you fuck those up, then I I won't trust you. And there was one, because I've always said, especially in this area, I'm like, almost all of them are the same. You go to one, you're going to get the same kind of cooking elsewhere. But mm-hmm. there was one I went to and like, it was definitely not the same. And I'm like, nope, this one's the bad one. Not only did we never go back, but eventually uh, that Mexican restaurant went out and now it's a barbecue place. Ah, see now for some reason, barbecue doesn't survive out here. And it makes me sad because I love barbecue as well. But for some reason, barbecue joints just don't survive out here in the Bay Area. We do have one and I guess it just makes its business because it's the only barbecue joint out here. But it's also damn good. But at the same time, if anybody else pops up trying to do a barbecue joint, nah, they won't survive. But taquerias, Mexican food, um, you know that once one pops up, it's 
going to be okay, despite the competition. I know next time I, uh, I come out to California, which I've been out there in God knows how long, you're going to have to take me to the second best one. <laughs> hey, you can't even go wrong with the second best one. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just to spite Steve, I'm taking you to the best one. Oh, suck it, Steve. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Uh, oddly enough, some of these we, we've somewhat talked about, or I actually know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Let's go with uh, Step Brothers or Talladega Nights. Oh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers is top five favorite movie of all time. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Talladega Nights. It's not bad. But Step Brothers is uh, so many quotable lines from it. Um, just hilarious. You know, like the blind neighbor, he goes, hey, neighbor, can I come over and touch your face? That's hilarious to me. <laughs> um, my, Mine's not movie uh, accurate, but still good. I think that's what it was. They end with uh, the second Chewbacca mask. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the fucking Catalonia wine mixer. <laughs> For me, it's, it's Talladega nights, but the, like they're, they are both so quotable. I quote mm-hmm. Talladega nights more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always also go with the experience. Cause sometimes I think this says a lot too, like your experience watching the movie and whatnot. That was a movie that me and a couple of my friends, like we went out to the, our local movie theater and we watched. And then I think afterwards we went to Arby's and then all we did was quote the movie. Like every line that we could remember, we quoted to each other. We, <laughs> we wanted to do the same thing for Step Brothers, but we didn't. But I think as a whole, like they're neck and neck and it's kind of interesting to see where people lie. Because a lot, a lot of uh-huh. these questions, there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer, but it's just like, I'm going to give you two things correct where, where, where which one do you want to pick and i did have a a friend last week uh zach ruber from the best in the world podcast he said the most controversial thing i had ever heard he said talladega night not talladega night stepbrothers was one of the worst movies he had ever seen and i'm just like what what i have uh. never i've heard like well i like talladega nights more than stepbrothers i like stepbrothers more than talladega nights but the worst movie i'm like wow that's that's a hot take <laughs> I I know if somebody comes to me and says that they like or they excuse me they don't like Step Brothers, I know we're not going to be friends. Just might as well call it right there. Say it was nice meeting you for the 2 minutes I did and we will just leave it right here. All right, question number 4. Let's go with favorite cereal. Ooh, okay, so I'm a cereal nut. Um probably my favorite of all time would be golden grams hell yeah <laughs> now you can't go wrong with a bowl of fruit uh fruity pebbles you can't go wrong with a box or a bowl of cocoa pebbles golden grams stands true frosted flakes is always good never was a fan now i'll, I'll tell you my least two favorite honeycombs and golden smacks never liked those could never get into those cereals. I can I can eat those, but uh-huh. rarely have I been ever in a mood where like, oh, I'm buying honeycomb. I'm buying smacks. No, it's I'm buying other stuff. I almost feel like any time I ever got smacks was when I bought the uh, the thing where it was a bunch of small boxes of mm-hmm. cereal, like like single serving ones, and then like obviously there would be a smacks one. They're like, all right, I don't have smacks today. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh. So there was one that I was hooked on, and unfortunately, man, was it Kellogg's or Post that put it out? They took it off the uh, shelves, 
but there was a cereal called S'mores cereal. And this was way back in the day, back in 2002, 2003. And talk about devouring boxes and boxes of cereal. I would just sit down in front of the TV in front, have a hockey game on or a baseball game on. I would take the box of cereal, set it right down next to me, have my bowl, have my milk also next to me, and just eat the whole box. I was a bigger kid back then, but uh, s'more cereal was one that I absolutely loved. And unfortunately, it didn't last. But that was one that I don't know if many people remember that I would just go to town on. Jeff? Yes. Those That s'more cereal is back. Okay, I'm making heavy breathing noises over here. <laughs> they just brought that cereal back recently. Are or you or or it is I'm 100% serious. Man, I haven't seen that on the shelves in a long time. You're talking about s'mores with a z. Yes. Yeah, it's it's back. I just I just seen a oh no, it's actually it is out cuz I think I seen a review from it. I uh-huh. thought I saw a review from it, it actually was a post uh Former Ring of Honor wrestler Eric Stevens uh-huh. has a YouTube channel called Family Food Dude, where I mean it's gone through a lot of changes over the course of he's he's been doing it, I forget how many years, but he does like taste tests with his kids. And oh he's big on like when stuff comes out and he'll always like post it on his Instagram. And yeah, some more cereal. Like I just pulled up the picture from Jul- January sixth. Clearly at a store, it's s'mores, and in the oh boy. by Kellogg's, and in the right-hand corner, it says it's back. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! I have to go uh, pick up a box of that. Man, I was just at the grocery store. I didn't see that. Oh, uh, well, you made my night, Justin. Thank you. And we haven't <laughs> gotten to the last question. <laughs> oh yeah, like I, I love s'mores. I think the post s'mores uh-huh. cereal is the best because it's. I mean, it's basically. Golden Grahams, Cocoa Puffs with marshmallows. Yep. And oh. the fact that it's it's definitely like that Golden Grahams taste, because I've loved Golden Grahams since I was a kid, and I would uh-huh. eat those like crazy. I know a lot of people would, would kind of think I was weird for it, like especially back then. I'm like, no, like Golden Grahams is like for some reason really good, and I'll always go back to it uh, and enjoy yep. it. But for some reason, so- this s'more cereal didn't do it for me. And I love s'mores, like as as a whole. Like, it's one of my favorite flavors but mm-hmm. I remember this one not doing it for me, but I want to retry it. Uh, so I know to this. See if your taste buds have changed. See if my taste buds have changed or just like maybe as a kid, I was a little, little bit too picky or, or whatnot, but I, mm-hmm. I want to give it a shot. So I know I am, I am on the, uh, the cereal hunt for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made my night, Justin. Yeah, that was one cereal. I would sit down and the boxes weren't that big if I remember correctly. And plus back in the day, I used to eat quite a bit and uh, not exercising. I did put on a lot of weight, but it was because I would sit down with a box of s'more cereal and eat the whole box or um, get a pizza and eat it all to myself, you know, stuff like that. But man, getting that s'more cereal, sitting down, watching a game, whether it was hockey, baseball, whatever it is, and just pounded down that box. Oh God, man. Now you made my night. Can't wait. I need to go find this. Well, hopefully we don't have, you know, scalpers out there and, you know, they're going to make you pay $15 a box. You know, you might have to check Brickseek or, or something like that. Oh. <laughs> oh man. I was trying to see if there was a uh, pop finder number for Scott. <laughs> 
<laughs> for when the Mexican pizza went out. I was looking on Brickseek or Popfinder to see which uh, Taco Bell still carried it. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully for his sake they bring that back because they they're bringing back like everything else so far but that one. I know. I think they want to get people's love for it back and then they'll hit. Yeah. So who knows? Hopefully it'll be later this year, but we'll find out. I think like the funny thing for me is like if I'm not going out like searching for, you know, figures or, or toys or whatever, especially with, you know, how a lot of Walmarts have been over the past year plus where like, oh, let me go down the, the figure aisle. Oh, look at that. No wrestling figures. Oh, great. I'm figure out what else I'm going to do. Yep. But it's yep. for long as I can remember, I'm somebody who will go out and try to like search for like the new food products if I got a heads up on it. So like I, I've mm-hmm. been looking for the s'more cereal I recently found which I don't know if you've seen it, the uh, Dunkaroos cereal, which also goes back to them reintroducing wow. Dunkaroos, which I thought I thought was great. And any other uh, any other thing, because I've noticed after Christmas, that's when the food industry will throw out like a bunch of new f- types of stuff. Like, here's some new cereal. Here's here's this new this because it's like, all right, we're done with the shopping for like, you know, presents and everything where you're done with all the stocking stuffers. Well, here's the, here's the new, we're bringing back 3d Doritos. Here's, here's the new s'more cereal. We're bringing, we're bringing it back. Here's some new Oreos, the Java chip in Brookio, uh, where it's a brownie oh. and like cookies and cream or is it brownie cookies and cream? I think you're right. Oh, no, yeah. Brownie cream and cookie dough. That's where, there we go in the oreo so it's like they're just they just throw it out at the beginning of the year yep that's when they bring back nacho fries and they bring back uh the bacon club chalupa (laughs) yes so so many things actually because i mentioned this on a fully posable once too and this was something that taco bell didn't advertise but i did go to a couple and i saw it on the menu i'm like why is it why is it there one of my favorite special menu items from taco bell is the triple decker or double decker uh, crunch wrap where it's basically mm-hmm. two crunch wraps in one and literally one of those fills me up i mm-hmm. never saw an advertisement form or nothing but my fiance mentioned like oh i was just at taco bell and i swear i saw like that advertisement but it was called something different I'm like nah you're probably just you just probably misread it and then we end up doing a mobile order for another taco bell a couple of weeks later and I'm, we pull mm-hmm. up and she goes, there it is. And I look and I'm like, oh my God, like, like they gave it a different name and they didn't advertise <laughs> it anywhere. I'm like, why, well, why are you doing this to me? That's literally like my favorite one. That as soon as they say it's coming out, I'm going to go buy some Taco Bell. The only thing that comes close to that now is the, the, the XL Chalupa that they came out with like a year or so ago, which was, oh God, that was so good. <laughs> but yes. Scott loved that one. Diving into all these Taco Bell talk and all this food talk. I mean, we talk food all the time. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna go get Taco Bell here after this, aren't you? No, nah, I'm going to go to bed after this. It's late over oh. here. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, it won't, it, won't, it won't hurt to just stop off at a Taco Bell real quick. I'll go and ask for the Mexican pizza. <laughs> well, for me, like, I think actually we, uh, we're planning on going to a Mexican restaurant at the end of the week because it'll mm-hmm. actually be crazy how this does line up. Fully Posable started right around the time I met my fiance because we will really? be celebrating our five year anniversary of when we officially started dating this Saturday. Oh, well, happy anniversary to you, too. Thank you very much. Happy. Well, happy anniversary to Fully Posable. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> but I'm happy for you guys. And look at you. You're happy. You're you're engaged. When's the uh, wedding date? It was supposed to be October 23rd of this year. We waited way too long to book a venue and they were booked that day. So moving things around just slightly as of right now, and I haven't even posted this and we haven't even told many people because we know people are not going to be happy. As of right now, we have the venue booked for October 30th, which is the big Saturday before Halloween where there's a lot of parties and everything where it's like, well, it was either this or the second. And we were like, no, we're going to go with the 30th. Sorry. <laughs> well, just remember, it's not about them. It's about you guys. That's your guys's day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's all. It's all about you guys that day. We've we've just already talked about like, yeah, there's people that are going to be mad because we we have a handful of friends that like to throw uh, Halloween parties. And it's going to be like, yep, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can have it the week before or like just don't come. But it's going to let me know like how you feel. So figure it out (laughs) or they can get the house set up the day before go to the wedding go to the reception leave and they can still have the parties have the party start at seven or eight o'clock depending we have that we do have the venue (laughs) booked we don't have the church book yet and we got then after that we got to figure time wise so we got to we got to figure out whether it's going to be a longer uh reception because i I know as a kid i used to love longer receptions the ones that would end at like nine ten o'clock but Mm mm-hmm well, that's something we'll figure out and people are going to have to figure out what they want to do. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you too. Congratulations and uh, happy anniversary also this week. Thank you. All right. Question number five. Let's go with rank the fast food chicken nuggets between McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. Uh, okay. Might have to choose another question because I only know McDonald's chicken nuggets. And I honestly don't think they're all that great. I never get them. If I ever do go to McDonald's, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. And if, but I do go to McDonald's, I'm getting something off the breakfast item menu. So just by default, I would have to say McDonald's. I've never tried Wendy's or Burger King or uh, any of their other chicken nuggets. First off, that's blasphemy. McDonald's chicken nuggets (laughs) are amazing, but um, I've never asked this one before, but I, I could transition into this. Okay. So I'll be testing it with you, figuring out if I want to tweak it, but Okay. What's your McDonald's? I'm, I'm here. I'm your I'm your guinea pig. What's your McDonald's breakfast order? Okay. Now, do you want to go back to the day where I would get it before I would go to or start watching football on Sunday or what it currently is if I do go to McDonald's? Yeah, let's do both. Okay. So, as I said, I was a bigger kid. I I was up in the 200 and 20 pound 230 pound weight area uh so what i would do is every sunday before football would start because football starts at 10 a.m out here on the west coast you lucky bastards i I love it i love it could you imagine being in hawaii game start at seven (laughs) it's like you 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 get up early watch football and then you can still do whatever you want at night yep exactly but what I would do back in the day is I would get up at about 8.30, 9 o'clock, drive right down to McDonald's because McDonald's wasn't too far from where I used to live. And I used to get three sausage McMuffin, no egg, and three breakfast burritos. And that was my football, Sunday football order. And they knew me in there because I would be in there every Sunday before football and getting three sausage McMuffin, no egg, and three breakfast burritos. What's your order now? 
uh, breakfast. At, it'd probably be one sausage McMuffin, no egg, and one breakfast burrito if I do go. So, as I said, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. I have actually fell in love with Chick-fil-A. I love... Now, if you want to actually talk about their chicken nuggets, I do get their grilled chicken nuggets and dip them in that uh, special sauce they have. That is absolutely delicious. I have never had Chick-fil-A. Never? Never. And I literally live oh. about a mile and a half from one. Okay. Do you love chicken sandwiches? I, I do, but... I always kind of tack it up to their marketing to where there's never been anything that they've ever marketed where I'm just like, oh my God, I got to eat it. Like, <laughs> I think the grilled chicken nuggets are the one thing that I hear about where I go, that intrigues me because it's grilled chicken nuggets. That's Correct. different. And, I, and, I, and I'm curious. But other than that, like for me, sometimes depending on just how these chains advertise will make me go, ooh, I want to try that. Like even... I'll say this about Taco Bell. Like I was never really a big Taco Bell fan up until mm -hmm. the point that they got the Doritos Locos Tacos. Because for me, Ooh, be yes. bef before that, everything was kind of the same. I mean, you get regular taco, you get these burritos and blah, blah, blah. But like around the time of the Doritos Locos Taco, there was a lot of cool stuff that they had, a lot of different things. And that's when I started getting it more and more and more. And like, I never, which I, I could be wrong about this, but I didn't really ever get a Chalupa until like, I think last year or the year before, like I was always getting like pretty much getting tacos or soft tacos or the cheesy gordita crunches or stuff like that. Never mm -hmm. had the chalupa. But if I did, I, I thought I didn't like it. And then they, uh, I've, 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 that's been one of my favorite things over the past year. Yeah. Uh, Dorito Locos tacos you can't go wrong with. Uh, like you, I'm, I'm a plain kid when it comes to Taco Bell. I've talked about this where I'm just like a bean and cheese and quesadilla kid. But every once in a while, I will throw on a chalupa just because. But for me, I'm just playing. I go regular menu item that I know will never be taken off. I will never be disappointed like Scott, although he never thought the Mexican pizza would leave. <laughs> but uh, just a plain kid over here when it comes to Taco Bell. But give Chick-fil-A's chicken nuggets a shot with their, with their sauce. And I can't remember the name of the sauce, but give it a shot. I think for me, when it comes to a lot of the chicken places... Because what we have around here, which granted isn't necessarily the same, but we have Raising Cane's, which mm -hmm. I am a fan of. The one chicken place I wish we had was Zaxby's. I'm a huge fan of Zaxby's. I've heard Zaxby's is good. I, we don't have anything like that out here. Uh, Raising Cane's is another one we don't have out here, unfortunately. However, my supervisor and my coworker, my employee, uh, they always, when we go out to Denver, because our my headquarters for my job is out in Denver, whenever we go out there, they always do late night runs to Raising Cane's. They are huge fans, and they hate that we don't have it out here. It's one of the fun things about traveling, because like I said mm -hmm. before, I was I was over the road truck driver for about two, about two years, a little over two years, actually. And through that mm -hmm. time, I got to, you know, find my places where I could sample certain food or, or whatnot. So... That's when I first fell in love or I finally tried Portillo's in Chicago because they all rave about that. That was the first time I tried Whataburger because that was also uh, a franchise that I always heard about. A fun story mm -hmm. that I don't know if I've told about with Whataburger, but um, if I have, it's been rare. The first time I went to Whataburger was in the Dallas area. I think it might have been called Rockwall, Texas, and uh, 
the guy, because I was uh, doing some team driving for training, guy that I was with stopped there because he wanted to he wanted to get Whataburger, and I think he went in before me. So it came mm-hmm. to be my turn to go in, and the, a worker was taking out trash, and he opened the door for me. He's like, hey, welcome back. I was like, what? And he's like, oh, weren't you here earlier today? Not talking about my partner, just randomly. He's like, oh, weren't you here earlier today? I was like, I've never been to a Whataburger in my life. And obviously saying that in the middle of Texas is going to blow somebody away. But just the fact of getting the, (laughs) hey, welcome back. And I was like, dude, I've never been here a single one in my life. So like that became a a fun uh, place to go to. And actually in the same town, right across the highway, there was an in and out. And that was the first time I tried in and out too. Uh, part so that time your, though. What's your, pi- what's uh, your opinion oh, of in and out? Okay, real quick. I, I parked at a truck stop and walked there because it wasn't that far, but um, I'm so-so on it. I've, I only got okay. to try it once. I didn't know about the secret menu, so I didn't know about animal style. Like I was just kind of going off what I saw on, on the menu. Yeah. A, a lot of people in this area will compare it to a restaurant we have called Swenson's where it's not necessarily this, the same, but there's, there's something about the two that are like, and the fact that I've had Swenson's a lot more than I've had in and out, which was only that one time I can't compare mm-hmm. it, but I I want to try it again. And I definitely want to try the animal style. Cause like I said, I didn't, didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. Also, you've got to try a, a three by three or a four by four. It's four pieces of meat and four pieces of cheese, animal style. I might have got the two by two or the double some, double. Yeah, double double. There we go, double double. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend it three by three. Um, it the flavors just burst. I, I don't know the, I love In and Out Burger, and I've tried some. We have some good burger shops around here, um, and nothing against them, but like for quick and convenience, always head over to In and Out Burger. And get three by three. Uh, usually get mine animal style, protein style, which means just wrapped in lettuce. But still, you can never go wrong with a uh, In and Out Burger. Now I want In and Out Burger. <laughs> that sounds hella good right now. For me, nothing beats Portellos. Like if you know anybody from Chicago, like I don't know if Steve has ever painted this picture, but everybody else I know from Chicago will paint this picture of how great Portillo's is and like how great a chocolate cake shake is. I did not believe it until I tried one. And every time I take somebody new to um, Portillo's, I have them try it and they all have the same reaction. Everybody has had a good shake. The chocolate mm-hmm. cake shake is literally the best shake you will ever have. Well, that sounds heavenly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what other way to put it, but next time I'm there for all out or all in or whatever they're doing now, or <laughs> I uh, think I must try this. They take a piece of cake and they put it at the bottom of the cup. They put in the shake and then they mix it. I'm salivating over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you need a chocolate cake shake and s'more cereal. We have, we have figured that out. So I take it we're all meeting up for all out when everything is better. <laughs> so, something like that. Everybody's going to crash at Steve's house. <laughs> Basically in his uh, VHS room. Where I, where I can get some VHS. Actually, I did, I did buy some VHS from him. I got a SummerSlam 96. Uh, no, Ooh. no box though, but still 96, which was from Cleveland. That's the only reason why I bought it. And then a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles DVD or VHS. <laughs> so it's the same DVD. I have the series uh, on DVD. Now I need, I just want the 
every episode or every VHS they released. And I think that's a really tall order. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers on that one. That's I, I, If I were to compare it to anything figure related, it's like saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to collect every single WWF Jax figure. Oh, no way. <laughs> it's I, not even humanly possible. I, I feel like that's the equivalent because you figure like how popular the Ninja Turtles were in the, mm-hmm. in the late eighties, early nineties. Cause I've Googled them or like I've gone on and typed in on eBay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon lot. And every mm-hmm. single one has like some VHSs that the next one didn't. I'm like, Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, these VHSs are kind of cheap. Kind of. <laughs> oh man. Every single Jax. Can you think about that? Going from Bone Crunchers to R3 Tech to Classics to Ruthless Aggression to Deluxe Aggression to Deluxe Classics to two packs to three packs to... I'll stop right there. That's a lot. Yeah, then I, I couldn't even tell you that. Because like, like I said before, like I'm newer <laughs> to uh, <laughs> figure collecting. Like I grew up with LJNs. Hasbros were, mm-hmm. were, were more of the sweet spot. I can't say I grew up with LJNs. I... I had LJNs. I knew people had LJNs, but like it was definitely at the tail end of it. But I had my fair share. Hasbro's loved Hasbro's. And then they announced the Jax figures, which I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like I definitely want to show Michael's figure because that's was one of the big ones on my list. And I got yeah. the, I don't remember what series is because I think they did a couple of releases, but the one with the, like the turquoise green, blue uh, pants, mm-hmm. whatever yeah, one was, it was, that was the only, yeah. one, that was like one of, few Jax figures I ever got that one a friend of mine gave me the Stone Cold SCU uh Jax figure and one of the Jax figures I always forget about that I owned because it was years later and I got them at a Kmart when they were going out of business and I have a I rebought them not too long ago uh Maximum Sweat Cane you bought a Maximum Sweat Cane yes came <laughs> came with the mask which was a uh-huh. hard find because it's either they were everybody was either in the package or no mask. I found one person and I think it was just somebody who was selling a, a lot of random things. They didn't know what they mm-hmm. had because it was even the fact of they sent me the figure. The mask wasn't with it. And I was like, what the fuck? I double checked the listing. <laughs> it's clearly there. And I messaged them like, hey, where's the mask? They were like, oh, it it fell off in my bag. I didn't know what came off. And I'm like, all right, you're obviously not a collector. I'm not going to give you shit, but yeah, <laughs> send me the mask. Cause that's the big reason why I was buying it off of you. And I want to say I paid like 30 bucks. Maybe it wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, those it's, it's hard to believe that those were originally supposed to have some type of uh, red dye that was going to be blood, but they changed it to sweat. Fun times, fun, fun times. All right. <laughs> uh, I didn't really explain this to you, but also because this is an honor of Booker T, uh, there are six questions on the Fave Five. Okay. And for, and for you, I might have asked this before. You've probably been asked this before, but you can only pick one figure. Just one. All time. What's your favorite? That would be the Bret Hart Hasbro Series 8 on the red card. Um, favorite. That's my favorite figure of all time. Just a beautiful figure. Uh, the tan on him is perfect. Mm-hmm. The silver shades is beautiful. It's got a Bret Hart snarl. Um, and if you look, he, they went with a hot pink singlet. It's my favorite figure of all time. Beautiful, beautiful figure. I looked over to my right and I'm looking at him. Oh, isn't it such a great figure? 
The only thing I don't like about it, and it, it's it's mm-hmm. a small gripe, is the fact that it's it's silver shades. I'm I'm a bigger fan of the pink shades, but maybe that would have been like too much pink. Correct. Um, the silver also just goes back to his initial initial. Uh, I'm breaking off. I'm at the end of the heart foundation. I'm breaking off, and he still had the silver. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually he does switch over to the pink. But there's something about that figure, the colors on it, the deco just pops. It's a great figure. It's my favorite figure of all time. I do love the jacks, and I don't know if you you might have to Google them, but they're the jacks deluxe classic British bulldogs where Davy is in blue and Dynamite is in red, the, those figures bring back a lot of nostalgia for me. And I always put those in my top five just because of the love I have for them and just the feeling I get when I see them. For me, like, yeah, it's the it's a lot of the Hasbros. Ironically, mm-hmm. like, I know one of the, the first figures that I really, 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 really wanted to add to my collection because I didn't have it as a kid were the one of two of the Shawn Michaels single run Hasbro's because I, I had the rockers but for some reason in my mm-hmm. mind if you say Shawn Michaels Hasbro I just think of the two but technically the rockers one is Shawn Michaels but it's whatever um <laughs> right I have the the black pants one standing next to that Brett because I, oh, I think because okay. I think as like the uh the Hasbro figures like those two of of two of my favorite wrestlers like those stand out because I had like for Brett I had the I don't exactly know which series because I know that they, they did them a couple of times, but uh, the other bread, mm-hmm. it might've been uh, cause I don't think I had the purple hearts, the rare one, the rarer one, right? The mail away. I thought, wait a minute. I thought I get kind of confused with, with the Hasbro's cause like there, I know there's some that are, that are mail aways and some aren't, but isn't the, the purple can be mail away and not mail away. Right. Correct. Um, there wasn't really that much of a difference. Like with, when you got Hogan, it was a it was a difference. There was something mm. different about the Hogan, uh, Undertaker. I, I I'm trying to remember the difference off the top of my head, and I can't think right now for some reason. Um, I can't remember if the Purple Hearts was the mailware, if that was the series. Was it three, four? Well, you have a wrestling figure uh, podcast, so if you're getting confused, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I, uh, dude, honestly, I've with all the figures that we have accumulated and have to remember over the past 30, 36 years, it gets to be overwhelming and you f- forget little trinkets. I don't know if you ever watched Married with Children, yeah. but there was one episode where Kelly is learning all this knowledge to go on a, a, a game show where she could win lots of money. And all this knowledge falls out of her head. And one of the, questions that falls out of her head is who scored four touchdowns in a uh, high school football game and she couldn't remember <laughs> obviously it was her dad <laughs> that's kind of me when it comes to wrestling figures yeah god there's so many oh i know like i'm, I'm just we looking to- even at just the hasbros and because that's kind of uh what i have a little bit over from my setup right now and it's just so many and I'm, i know there's like there's a, a shit ton that i'm missing oh and good luck on trying to complete that collection because right now everybody thinks they have gold and they're pricing it like it's gold. I got really lucky. And I, because um, there's the toy show in this area called Toy Ohio that I'm going to next month. They mm-hmm. run twice a year. Actually, this year I think they're going to try to run three times. But right before the pandemic, I went there and I had 
actual a friend of mine selling, well, a couple of friends selling stuff, but one in particular, he was selling off all his Hasbros. And he was one of those collectors that bought them as an adult, bought brand new and packaged, opened them up, and just had them on display. So I knew with him, all of his, everything that I was going to buy was going to be really good condition. And he cut right. me, he cut me some really decent prices. Like he, he knocked off some, a little bit of money here and there, but like I walked in there, I picked up like Yokozuna, the regular one, not green card. I picked okay. up both Shawn Michaels and like right there, I might've been at 150 ish, maybe closer to 200. If I were to do that now, I would be north of 200. And I think I, I picked right. up some other ones, but like I remember picking those up like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> oh man, you know, I love hearing people get deals on Hasbros and stuff like that. Um, one of our good friends, Brandon, he found a Ludwig Borga in a $5 bin and he picked it out. He goes, hey, $5. And the guy looks over, he goes, yeah, $5. Like Brandon slowly gets his wallet out takes out the five or sorry, he puts down a 10. He goes, keep the change. And he takes the Ludwig and like bolts. <laughs> He's like, I got to get out of here right now. <laughs> I feel like I've heard something similar to that, to where people going to flea markets and you, you know, you just have people who don't know what they have or, you know, maybe yep. they inherited a bunch of stuff and then they're, they're trying to get rid of it. So they're going to sell it for dirt cheap and something like that. It's like, yeah, you could, you could get a lot more from it and technically still, still probably cuts a couple good deals and everybody's going to walk away mm -hmm. happy mm -hmm. before the pandemic. I wanted to start doing that because we actually have a, a place not too far from me that does, I think they do a flea market every single day. And then obviously on the weekends, that's when I get, you get a lot of people coming in for those. And I think I went once in February of last year and it just, it, obviously there wasn't people outside, Cause it was actually a big indoor mm -hmm. one. So I was like, eh, I'll come back when weather gets better. And, you know, hopefully see if I can find some good deals. Yep. Then COVID happened. I was like, well, don't forget that. <laughs> that put a damper on a lot of things. I'll tell you. And I'm, I'm curious to how this uh, toy Ohio is going to go. Cause Brian Myers is going to be there. So mm -hmm. thinking of toy vendors going, okay, a wrestler is going to be there. I'm going to bring all my wrestling figures. And I'm going to make sure that they're higher prices. <laughs> make sure you get the, uh, make sure you get all the autographs too. Oh yeah. I know <laughs> one that I, I want a, a wrestling figure and I know somebody is going to have it because they've been, I don't know if they were scalping or whether they just made a bunch of ringside orders, but I know somebody who has a bunch of AEW figures and they're going to be there selling. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, and I think there are, it's a lot of series two, maybe series three. I know series two. Mm -hmm. So it's me contemplating on whether that's something I want to spend my money on. Because you haven't found series two out there, have you? No, I was lucky. And I, I know I mentioned this on the show. I found series one. Uh, I did go on to, it's kind of a, just, a, it was a, like a toy hunting day a little bit. Like me and my fiance went to this one toy store in uh, Mansfield, Ohio called Toy Hunters great great toy store i picked mm -hmm. up a bunch of figures i wanted that day and then we went to the manfield mansfield prison where they shot shawshank redemption and it's a it's a whole experience because they also that was there's like hauntings that were there that have been there at this prison and it's just an old old prison so it's kind of cool to see all that stuff and then later on that night 
we went grocery shopping because we hadn't done that yet. Like normally we do that on Friday. This was a Saturday. And like normal, I go, okay, let me check the wrestling figures. Look down the aisle, nothing. But then I turned and walked back and then they had one of the those mid big aisle displays. And I'm like, oh my God, I came on the right day. They had one of everybody, obviously, except Brandy. And I snagged right. them all. Um, I'm trying to oh. remember. There was one other set of the bucks there. And literally uh-huh. after I threw everything in my cart, about a minute later, I watched a dude walk over there, grab the two other bucks and walked away. <laughs> and I told like a couple of fr- friends of mine in the area, I'm like, listen, if like you want them, you got to come now or you got to come first thing in the morning because these are going quick. But it, it's, <laughs> it, that's fig fate. I, I happened to be there and they were, they were all there. Th- that's a great word, fig fate. <laughs> but it's just, it's just crazy. Like how fast these figures are going off the pegs i mean like they're not even staying on the pegs that long people are buying the cases um even if they have all of series two they're gonna buy another case of series two just to open or uh it's just these figures are just out of control right now like the demand for these are through the roof i i, I and good for jazzwares i mean who, who was jazzwares you know they just did Fortnite figures well now they're hitting it big with these wrestling figures i'll tell you and, you know, we're, we're not even a, to a year after they were announced and now they're already talking about a second line. Correct. Which which is which is great. I mean, for me, I just want to get to a point where I can find them in the stores. Like it doesn't have to be like plentiful. But if I mm-hmm. have a better chance of walking in there and seeing one figure, I'll be happy because I think I mean, even with, you know, wrestling figures, that's where we're getting to my local Walmart. I went there this past weekend. The only wrestling thing they had were four AEW belts. No AEW figures, no WWE figures, not even any basics. Just nothing, just pegs. Mm -hmm. And I've hated that over the past year. And I kind of think back to when I was a kid, even though I never, I wasn't buying wrestling figures. I always had this instinct of A, going to the toy section because I've been doing that since I was a little kid, whether I was looking for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Mighty Max, whatever. I was always going there and looking for figures. So I'd always, I would always check out the wrestling figures. Like, Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Oh man. Cool. Well then just walk away. And yep. now, now I'm getting to, you get to the point where if I walk in and see one figure, I'm, I might be lucky. Yep. This is what happens when we don't have Toys R Us or KB toys. Mm-hmm. This is what we, ex- this is what we experience. You know, I walk into my target and I see six Bobby Heenan's in the weasel suit and I'm happy to see figures there, but I mean, that's all I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's pathetic. It, it sucks, but this is what we have to face without Toys R Us, without a KB Toys, without a major toy store. And if a major toy store tried reopening, I don't know if they would do as well. You know, I would like to hope they would, but I seriously doubt that a major toy store opening up would make things better because I don't know if how long a toy store could open because again, Amazon, you know, online shopping took a lot of that, um, took a lot of that business away from Toys R Us and that hurt Toys R Us. And that's one of the reasons Toys R Us ended up closing was because of online retailers like that. Yeah. I know, I know Toys R Us too. They didn't help themselves. Like they could have got into more online and I know they shot themselves in the foot. There it was almost a, a similar story of like how, why Blockbuster is not around anymore. 
But there was something about that time period. And you basically had, or at least what we're learning, you basically had where the big toy stores were kind of making sure all the other department stores were on their feet to where it's like, well, if, if you don't have your toys, then, you know, people are going to have to go to the specialty store and, and pick that mm-hmm. up. And, we, you know, we, I mean, I grew up going to a bunch of different, you know, department stores and I, I remember buying figures or I, I remember going to this one department store in particular that uh, I don't think is necessarily as around as much anymore. It was called Acme. And like, that's a vivid memory I have of seeing the wrestling buddies or like there was just this display of a bunch of them. And I don't have that with any other ones, but at that time in the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands, all these department stores had to keep up. And now that those have fell off and people can, can go online. And I mean, there has been some things that probably with COVID and all this other stuff that have really, you know, cut a little bit of the supply off, but still, you even get to the point now with Amazon where you're kind of crossing your fingers going like, well, I hope it shows up in one piece. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I can't even count how many times I've had a damaged package from Amazon. I think I got really lucky with a the D'Lo Brown Elite that comes with the chest protector and the European title. Yep. I bought that off Amazon 2019 on, on the purpose of AIW was having D'Lo Brown as a special guest. I pulled the trigger at the last minute and I had it and I bought it to where it, it, it was going to show up the day of the show. <laughs> uh-huh. My only issue with it, there was a, a sticker on the front of it. And I think it was, it was advertising something or it says like, maybe I don't think it says first in the line, but I, there was some sticker thing on the front that came off at some point. It wasn't in the box, but like I'm looking at it right now and you can see this spot where something was. Was that, was that something that said like includes European championship or something like that? I want to say it is. I cause that's, it's something along the lines. And now I'm like, like looking at it cause it's on my wall of figures in front of me. It's like, it's like a circle. Yeah. So they used to put that like right over there. And what sucked was a lot of wrestlers had to, I mean, they had, it's a big bubble as it is, but they had to sign around it. So it was the autograph was getting up around the chest, the face area. You know, some people don't like them signing over their faces or it, it's weird. But anyways, yeah, I think that's that sticker that you're talking about it includes uh European championship includes um, a title or something like that. And I, I just uh, Googled it really quick includes parking lot brawl display stand (laughs) because the the first time in the line is still there but yeah like that little piece like someone had ripped off and the marking like the the sticky part was still there and i had no option like i couldn't go buy something and you know get it off i was like well like this this is what it is because i literally drove straight to the show now i gotta ask did you get it signed in paint pen I think he signed in paint pen. That was before I learned about paint pen. Cause like I got a, I got a signed Gargano figure, the, uh, the NXT takeover figure. I had I, a friend of mine gave that to him to, to sign when he had a chance and he signed in Sharpie. I mean, at the time I'm like, cool. But now I'm like, uh, it might fade. Uh, it's also black. Yep. So like, yep. you don't notice it as much, but then I look at some of my other, uh, figures that I have signed in pay pen. And like, if, especially if it's a different color, it pops. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Sharpies is such a... Man, I wish if we only knew of paint pens, but like my Nikolai Volkov autograph mm-hmm. is is fading, um, which sucks obvi- for obvious reasons. Um, there's a Heart Foundation 2-pack that I had signed by Brett and Jim where they signed in black Sharpie over black jackets. Obviously, I wish I could get that re-signed. Um, uh, who's another wrestler that passed away that I had signed in Sharpie? And I just, oh, Roddy Piper. I had to just take it down off the wall because you couldn't even see the Sharpie anymore. The autograph was just completely gone. It's like, it, you remember Back to the Future where the people were disappearing in the photo? Yeah. That's what our, that's what's happening to these autographs in Sharpie. All right. Uh, we've gone on way too long as a whole. <laughs> we've, we've gone through the Fave 5 questions. Uh, any final thoughts or last minute words before we wrap the show up? Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, sorry, Scott couldn't be here. Uh, hopefully he will be able to do a show with you um, later on down the road. But honestly, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. This is something that I was looking forward to and it lived up. I, I mean, hell, we talked about Mitch Hedberg. I mean, if you want to talk more Mitch Hedberg, I could, we could do a whole podcast, (laughs) just one show on Mitch Hedberg. But, um, thank you, Justin. And thank you for finding us. Thank you for, uh, supporting us. Thank you for sending in audio each week. You know, we say it each week. Thank you for sending in your audio. We appreciate that, you know, and it, people reaching out and saying, Hey, I look forward to when Justin sends in his audio. As I said earlier, we look forward to when you send in your audio. So thank you, uh, from Scott and myself. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Justin. I mean, as always, thank you for, uh, for, for allowing me to uh, send those in. And, you know, it's basically, you weren't exactly the reason why I started collecting again, but I kind of look at it as if you guys didn't start your podcast, there's a potential that I might not have gotten back into it and go, go on my particular path. You know, there's, there's a thousand ways they say to skin a cat. So there's like a thousand ways uh, of collecting. There's a thousand ways of doing a podcast. And the fact that I found a different route, but I still came in and I, I appreciate the, the groundwork you guys put in. Cause like I said, I, I know this, this isn't easy and Mm-mm. Obviously, there's there's issues that come up along the way in podcasting, and you know, granted, I'm I'm not a part of any issues that have involved you guys, but I know I have had mine with other people, mm-hmm. and I've learned yeah. that yeah, like it just it it serves no good purpose. It's just a headache. It is. It. I mean, I I some of the ones I was involved in, there was a lot of ego, and I'll always openly admit it was more on me. It was just more mm-hmm. on me, and I probably threw away some opportunities because of it. And I probably drove away some listeners who maybe I didn't talk about it, but they knew about it. And mm-hmm. I'm all about the community as, as a whole. I don't necessarily participate in every single thing. And the fact that there is so, so much out there, I think is really, really cool. And I know if I ever threw out there on Twitter, like what figures I'm looking for, like there's, there's a couple that I know that are, a little pricey, not like triple digits, but you know, it's, it's more than, you know, $20. Yeah. So I know if I threw those out there, I would get somebody trying to hook me up or, or whatnot. And I, I'm always happy that I know it's there and mm-hmm. I, I can't wait till I get to the point where like, yeah, I really need this figure. Anybody, anybody got the hookup? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing about the community is, you know, 
we always try to do our best to help each other out. Um, I know that there's a uh, another hashtag going on, collectors helping collectors, and that's what it it is. It's a lot of people trying to help each other out with completing collection, completing series, helping each other out with um, uh, AEW figures that are starting to get a little bit easier to find. Thank you to Target. But at the same time, you know, not everybody can find them at their Target or their Walmart. So it's what this community has become. And that's what is it's a, it's one of those feel good things that the community will always have your back if needed. If if anybody reached out, you want to throw out the plugs uh, for yourself and uh, fully posable. Sure. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the book of faces at fully posable Instagram, fully posable WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past five year worth of episodes, including special interviews, special episodes on Podbean. You just search Fully Posable. You can also go on to fullyposablepodcast.com where we have articles up there. You can also find us, well, just do a Google search. That's the easiest thing to do. Just do a Google search, type in Fully Posable. And if you have any audio questions like Justin sends in each week, questions or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail dot com remember that spiel we were talking about at the beginning of the show <laughs> yep i just did that without my notes usually i have it written down on my notes but i don't even pay attention to them <laughs> so how i did that i don't even know i was going to ask you if you had your ipod with you and we can talk about a review <laughs> i don't actually my ipod's <laughs> charging because that thing is so ancient it can vote so uh <laughs> uh i can't read off any reviews unfortunately of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose, is wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to Evelyn's in this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. And if you need direct links for any of those, there is a link tree in the podcast notes. Also, check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Without the Dude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thirst Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And please have your pets spayed or neutered. Later. <laughs> That's great. Mm.
It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week